Warming up, it's warming up, Rod. Come on, let's do the jazz hands. There we go, Rod Mills doing jazz hands. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. But we are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. What is it? What is it, Rod? Do you know what it is? You there? You're not there? Not talking now? Okay, Rod's not saying anything. I have no idea what's going on there. But it's episode 351 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. And the title today is Second Amendment, Macho Hyper, Hyper Masculinity. I don't know what that means. You know, hyper masculinity, macho, hyper, hyper masculinity. Some kind of craziness going on. You know, are we guilty of that? Or are we just free dudes doing what we do as dudes? Do yep. what we do. We're so doing what we do. I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't know how I got two hypers in on the title. Let me change that right now. <laughs> That's all <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a new two, format. There's two hypers up in there. Two hypers. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, that's um, so I'll, I'll explain that to you guys. What's going on with the hyper masculinity thing is that there's a bunch of people out there saying that the advertising for gun stuff is um, so here we go. Like in the U in USA today, let me see. I'm going to try to open up this article and send you guys a link of this, but this is from an article that was in USA today. I'll put it, I'll throw it here in the chat. I'll throw it up so you can see it, Rod, and you okay. can tell us what you think about it. All right. And uh, here's what it's saying. Basically, um, AR-15 advertising speaks to macho hyper-masculinity, gun control advocates say, and they want it to stop. They mm. want it to stop. So that's some crap that's going on out there. So apparently now, if you have guns, if you own guns, if you shoot a gun, your hyper-masculinity, hyper you know, your macho hyper-masculinity, whatever this crap is. Yeah. More um, social justice warrior words of nonsense. So so what are they trying to say? I mean, I mean. They're trying to say that guns, gun owners, gun advertising, it's all macho hyper-masculinity. So you, you are too macho. You're putting the Mandingo on them too much, Rod Mills. You got to dial mm. the Mandingo down just a little bit. If that's hey, I, it's not possible with me. I, I don't have. I only have on and off, on and off. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to talk about that and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. you know they're they're trying to come at us in in lots of different ways, shapes, forms, all that kind of th thing. I've, obviously, here I've got Rod Mills. There he goes, Rod. What's up? Uh, what hey, what's going hat? on? You got your cock hat on. I uh, got my cock hat on. This is by uh, Gorn Brothers, uh, one of the uh, premier hat makers in America. Yeah. Now. See, there uh, you go with that hyper-masculinity, man. <laughs> you got to gay it I didn't up. Need a gun. I didn't need a gun to do that. Yeah, you know, you got to gay it up for these people to make them happy. You know what I wonder about that? So what about women that love shooting guns? What does that mean? They, they're hyper-masculine, too. <laughs> you know, I mean, are they judging us? I thought we could identify as whatever we want to. <laughs> so they anyway, got, they, go ahead. they got extra uh, test. They have extra testosterone now. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Lola's got some testosterone around there somewhere. 
Uh, I don't know. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about other things. We have Rod Mills here. I'm here. We, we, Sarge is supposed to be joining us. I'm not sure what's going on. So I think Lola's trying to make sure that he uh, gets the link and all that kind of stuff. You guys are all here. And if you're if you're not subscribed, please do subscribe to the channel now. Ring the bell so you get notified. All right. Give us the thumbs ups. We need and appreciate those. Still having some technical difficulties. We don't have our Lola. Who is this brought to us by, Lola? Who's bringing this to us by? Franklin Omri. Franklin Omri. Okay, uh, how about Osprey Defense? Just imagine you see a nice Osprey Defense thing right here. Mm-hmm. We can't do. I'm actually going to have to get some different software for this. So Babyface and I were messing around with something um, earlier today, but it's obviously going to take me a little while to do it here because I think that um, – Hangouts really doesn't work that great, so we're gonna have to change this up here at some point. You know, um, yeah. Hey, but what's in the news? Uh, well, I mean, I can tell you what's in the news. Um, uh, I just put something in our uh, box there. The, yeah, the poli- the local stops. police are reporting. Yeah, uh, local police are reporting that bump stops are not being turned in, which doesn't surprise me. Um, there's that they actually have an estimated count that they have um, around of everybody that's purchased them, mm-hmm. and they said less than one percent of it have been turned in. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I don't know why the hell people have to turn them in. That's bullshit. They can make up right. whatever laws they want. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. Fuck those guys. You know. So. <laughs> yeah, at the risk of being macho, hyper masculine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They could sit all up. On these, <laughs> I got your bump stocks right here. Yeah, <laughs> that's not to you, Rod. That's to the ATF, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Trump, all the other people involved in this nonsense, NRA, mm-hmm. all the uh, you know, all the usual yeah. idiots. Yeah, they're behind involved it. in this. Yeah, you know what? I don't usually, I haven't had a chance to shout out everyone, so I'm going to go through real quick. And shout out people here. So DCG44, shout out to him. SoCal Gunner, uh, Sergeant Hulk is Big Toe. <laughs> Jay Brennan also. Let's see who else we got. Jade Grew is also here. Let's see. The Gun Snob is here. Shout out to the Gun Snob. The Gun Snob. That's wow. a new guy. Yeah. The Gun Snob says, I hear there will be an awesome mustache here. today. We're waiting for the mustache. I don't know what happened to him. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's he's okay. We're checking into it. You know, we'll, we'll call out the helicopters and stuff like that and see what happened to Sarge. Um, the Archangel also here. Let's see who else we got. Richard Rasnick, Mr. FNH, Iron Addicts Anonymous. Uh, the Tyven Show says Peekaboo. Tyven. Tyven. Tyven Show. There you go. I miss Tyven. Yeah, Tyven. You miss Tyven? Yeah, man. I hadn't talked to her. Talked to Tyven in a few months now. It was actually, I've not talked to him any this year. Tyvon's oh, really? a good guy, real good guy. If anytime you needed to go uh, off the grid, Tyvon is the guy to uh, to do it with. Yeah, just don't bring any polymer guns with you. No, <laughs> okay, you'll be all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> Shout out to Tyvon. Shout out to Tyvon. Uh, Paul K is also out there. He says, "I see you." To uh, Tyvon's peekaboo. Um, let's see who else we have in here. Boss Hog, Boss Hog's out there. Randy Peacock waving. Wait, is uh, that? Special K is that Chris Illaw? He changed his name again, huh? Um, where whose name is that? Oh, it's uh, Paul K. No, that's Paul no, K. No, Special K. 
Oh, I don't see Special K in here. Maybe I haven't. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. Yeah, you see Special like, K out there? Yeah, it looks like Chris Illog. Oh, okay. Iron Addicts Anonymous is out there. Let's see who else we got. It Boss Hog, Randy Peacock, Rob Avis. Um, let's see. Uh, Richard Rasnick says, really want to get an M1 rechambered in 308. CMP didn't have any in stock the last time I checked. Happy so, birthday, yep. Jay Brennan. Oh, okay. It's his birthday. Yep. Happy, happy birthday. birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, we ought to have like a little thing that comes up uh, when it's somebody's birthday. We do a shout out. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're not capable. Uh, hangouts can't do lower thirds. So. Well, yeah. I mean, you we know, like, our like, like a firecracker. Right yeah. Let's, let's light a sparkle or something. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Hughes. Shout out to Richard Hughes as well. He's out there. Um, Richard Hughes. Mike Bender. Yes, Mike Bender, YNH is out there, Imposter is out there, STL Storm Spotter is out there. Um, hey, would you blow me? Needs a shout out. Otherwise, he cannot function. So shout out to he says no thumbs up unless I get a shout out. Um, shout out to you, Haywood. All right. There you go. Hope you're happy with that one. <laughs> you got one. <laughs> okay, let's see who else we got. Ridge Runner. I see Ridge Runner in here as well. Uh Kiaski. Kiaski says, I have a question on the bump stock band. Don't they have a lock out on them? If you keep it locked out, is it no longer a bump stock? And that means it's a legal item, right? Um, okay, so Kiaski, first of all, we're not lawyers. No. I don't think anyone gives I don't think that the ATF or uh, or Trump or anyone else cares about the lockout. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Mm. So, I mean, and, you know, I could just pull the trigger and fire pretty, pretty fast. So I'm sure one of these days they're going to ban that also coming up here. And by the way, I see Sarge. He's coming in. He's getting set up. Let's hey, see. I like that, uh, that photo you got on, man. There he goes. Look at the mustachioed one. Hey, what's going on, guys? I, I, I apologize for being late. No, that's cool. That's cool. We'll right. send out a search party for you. Senior NCO on deck. Senior NCO on deck. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to ask me there, Rod Mills? Uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, oh, your polo shirt, man. I, li I like that. That's, you like uh, that? Okay, new, yeah. That's the, the new Generation 3 logo, right? The new logo right there, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I like it. Shiny. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, you know, that's ma that's mainly I still have the uh, skull and crossbones logo, but this one is because we have a bunch of different things going on. We got cars and we got you oh, know okay. all different stuff going on. The podcast, like you can see the microphone here, that's for the podcast. Gotcha. The international yeah. logo. Yeah, this is the uh, international or more politically correct or however you want to put it. But we still fly the skull and crossbones around here. Um, Sarge, have you ever met Rod Mills? I, I don't think I've met him. I've I've seen him on several podcasts before, but oh, okay, have not been introduced. Yes, okay. So Rod Roger Mills, that, Sarge, Roger that, Roger that. Hey, what's going on? Uh, nothing too much. Yes, nothing so too much. We're, we're about to get into it. I'm just doing some shout outs right now, Sarge. So you didn't really, you didn't miss awesome. anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else we got in here. Drusifer is out there. Shout out to Drusifer, RTS guy, Joshua Levy. Um. Joshua Levy says something about he must be choking on snail penises. That's Rod Mills. If Rod Mills was late, then we could say he's choking on snail penises. I don't know if Sarge, I don't even know if I would want to even ask Sarge if he's into snail. Do you? 
What are we talking about? <laughs> Rod, Lola's telling me, Lola's giving me the eye right now. So Rod Mills apparently is a connoisseur of the conch penises. Okay. Likes, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe Rod can explain. Well, let's, start, let's, let's, let's ask him, does he know what a conch is? Yeah. Do you know what oh, conch okay. is? Okay. And do you know about that? If you eat the penis, it's, it's supposed to be a... Uh, uh, some sort of aphrodisiac, uh, supposed to allow you to, you know, get your Viagra up. Yeah. No. Uh, Sarge is not saying anything. No. Oh, okay. No, he's... I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking about. He hey, he's thinking about how to give me an Article 15 for that one. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's apparently a thing around here, Sarge. It's not my fault. It's kind of, you know. I I'm innocent it. on this one. I say that the, the conch is popular down in the Keys, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Keys, Bahamas, that area. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I never partook of any of that stuff. Just let it be known. <laughs> let it be, no matter what you heard. <laughs> no matter what you heard out there. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Big Dick Willie is in the house. Speaking of uh, conch penises. Um, Dwayne Herman says, Hey, strangers, MW Tactical is out there. He says he's driving to the South Carolina State match. So, there you go. Kentucky native says, Do not comply with the bump stop ban. Amen. Mm. Um, let's see who else we got in here. Warsaw Patriot is out there as well. He'll climb Ohio. Uh, he says he just got back from shooting with his dad. Joe San is out there. Um, Len Holtz, Rafael Morales, also I see. Tango Hunter, Bricks is out there. Uh, Buckeye, Brian, also. The Greater Oz. Um, the Greater Oz says, wasn't the GOA supposed to come out on whether or not there was going to be an injunction on the bump stock ban today? Um, I, have to look. I think I got an email from the GOA. I can look and see if I can pull that up. Kathleen Music Lover is out there. Greg98K as well. Moo but. Uh, if I miss anyone, let me know and I'll shout you out. So, Charge, what's up with you, man? Oh, nothing. I uh, I've been off for the last couple of days, so just relaxing, getting uh, getting ready to go back to work this Friday night. Uh, released a couple of new videos, and I started trying to fund some uh, some patches and decals I'm having made. I started Indiegogo. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I saw that you had a post like uh, which one the people. Yeah, and in okay. the. Uh, I guess the the not the round one, but the one that looks like the the logo. It it soundly defeated the other one, so that's oh, really? the one we're going with. Okay, so we yeah, all right. Cool. I started it yesterday, and we were almost uh, we're over halfway to the goal, so we're oh, getting really? there. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so how can people uh, how can people here get up on that? I'm gonna I'm bringing it up right now. Let me see if I could find it, and I don't know if I can. I think I chose B. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. So that one didn't win. Oh no, B did win. Oh, B it's, did. Win. It okay. soundly defeated A. Okay, all right. Yeah, let me uh, let me see if I get a link. Yeah, I guess if you I can, put a uh, link in here. I'll share it. All right, let's see. Copy. Want to put it in the side chat? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. yeah let's okay. do that. Yeah, that's what I got going on, and I've been messing around with uh with like video resolutions. I was actually filming some more video today, trying to figure out my camera setup a little bit better. Okay. Did you get a new camera? I'm still I'm still messing with the GoPros and I'm just trying to make them look a little better before I don't want to have to move to DSLR just yet. That's a big expense. Mm-hmm. 
So I've, so I've, what do I've, you have right now? I run a couple GoPro sixes. Oh, okay. Yeah, got them right there. That's not bad. GoPro six and just oh, let, uh, me lock, let me lock it in on there. Okay, the GoPro six. Yeah, just messing around with the uh, with the resolution and whatnot, and between two point seven K and four K, just trying to come up with a little bit better product, look a little bit, you know, a little cleaner. Okay, have you taken a look at the uh, GoPro sevens that came out? I heard people are pretty happy with those. Yeah, I have. I got to find somebody that has one and see what uh see what the difference is. See if it's worth the upgrade. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, GoPro has some kind of uh, deal that they help you trade in, right? Yeah, one of the guys uh, that I talked to, he's out there in the chat, the, the gun snob. He, um, if you trade in any camera, I think that was worth, that was originally sold for $100 or more, they would give you $100 off. And I think he got his seven for an old camera and $299, which is mm. a deal. Mm. It is mm. a real deal. Okay. Yeah, that is, you know, it's not bad from what I, I've heard a lot of positive reviews on the sevens. I mean, I kind of gave up on GoPro, man. You know, I don't know. I think a lot of folks out there did just because I wasn't, I I didn't feel like I was getting what I wanted out of GoPro, Mm -hmm. you know, um, are are you feeling like that or I got to see what this new, with this new test, what it yields. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel it does a pretty good video, okay. but it's not fantastic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I wish I'm GoPro would really out. bump it up. But like I said, I have heard that the 7 gives people a lot of what they've been looking for. But Hank, what do you use? I use Canons. So um, I've got like Canon M50 and a, a M5, the EOS. So that's, you know, works for me. I'd look at that one, that M50. That's mm-hmm. a pretty reasonably priced camera. Yeah. For mm-hmm. what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I've got two of those. Um, I know when they first came out, they were supposed to be like 900 bucks, And then one day I saw that um, Best Buy had two of them for 900 bucks. I was like, oh, I'm getting two of them, man. So I, <laughs> I use those as my GoPros. <laughs> you gain a lot when you go to that bigger lens, don't you? Yeah. Of a, of a DSLR. Yeah. Yeah. And then also you can change lenses and things like that. So it gives you that you can upgrade and all that. So, uh, but listen, ultimately I think that it comes down to, to the person doing it and and how, like how much do you want to get into editing and color grading and all that kind of stuff. And and there's, to be honest with you, there's people out there just using iPhones and they're doing pretty well. So. Oh yeah. I use an iPhone for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, but I can, I can tell I you know it's made an improvement with the GoPro. And then I guess at some point I'll make another improvement when I go to the yeah. DSLR. Yeah, I think the technologies are definitely getting better. So yeah, um, even over the iPhone, when I my first video I think that I put on YouTube, gun related, was on an iPhone three. So <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I laugh yeah. you know, thinking about it, but. Yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, they're better. I think they're better than a phone, but then, you know, I got to, I'll take the next step up here soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see here. There's a comment coming in. Uh, Kathleen Music Lover says, Hank, enjoy single stack video. Babyface cannot shoot a shield. What up with that? So um, I think Kathleen is talking about, we have a nine nines video that, Went up yesterday, Lola, last night. Okay, yeah. So basically on the range, it was myself, Walter, 
the guys from 904 Outdoors, and we shot nine nine millimeters. We kind of did like we kind of ran a train on some nine millimeters. If anyone knows what that means, that's okay. Lola's giving me the eye. I'll stay out of that. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't go yeah. on. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's a good video. It's a good video. Um, I think Babyface P is is one of those people who is very partial to his uh, Sig P365. So he deliberately shoots everything else terribly so he could tell you how awesome the P365 is. So that's my that's my analogy. If he's out there listening, I'm sure he'll get all mad and say, you know, that's not what happened. But mm-hmm. So you think he's still in the game, huh? I think so, man. I think he's a big he really loves that 365 of his. So that's a yeah. it's a pretty sweet setup to 365. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Did um what what do you have one that you carry or you just tested one? No, I don't have one yet. I haven't tested oh. one. Uh, oh, okay. I, I just I just played around with the trigger at the local gun shop. My buddy's mm-hmm. got one. He just bought it the other day. He he offered to loan it to me. So probably next week I will put it to his paces. Okay. What did um, you think about the trigger? Well, I the the first ones I felt. I don't know whether they've made an improvement. It felt. I mean, it was a good trigger, but it felt a little spongy. It wasn't real crisp. Mm-hmm. And I don't that, and I was at the the gun shop a couple of days ago. And my buddy has a couple in, and the trigger felt a little better. So I don't know okay. whether they've changed anything or if, or it's just me. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. The one that we got was relatively new, and it had that spongy. It has like a weird kind of thud when you pull it. It's a really weird plasticky kind of thing. I don't yeah. know. Rob, have you shot any P three sixty fives yet? With the Sig. Yeah, the Sig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about them? Uh, it was all right. Um, not sure if it's, you know, I mean, I'm a Glock guy. I mean, it's, I'm not sure. I mean, honestly, I thought it was overpriced. Uh, I actually uh, played around with it at uh, NRA last year. Was uh, it NRA? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I played around with it. And uh, I mean, nice gun and everything. I mean, I like their, their short barrel rifles, SBRs a lot better than their uh, guns. I mean, the guns are good. You know, I'm just a, you know, you are who you are. I'm a Glock guy. Um, but I do love uh, Smith & Wessons as well. But, I mean, the SIG, I mean, to me, I think they're kind of, my hands, I like a thin sort of gun, you know, grip that I can hold. Uh, the SIGs uh, are a little kind of robust a little bit you know if you know oh, what I mean okay okay yeah I mean I just I, I would rather uh, feel more comfortable with uh, I shoot better actually with the Smith & Wesson than I do Glock but I just feel like you know with the Glock my rep- any type of repetitive motion that I have I'm so used to doing shooting a Glock and you know dealing with the Glock that it's like second nature and I'm afraid that if I ever came to a situation, maybe if I had a malfunction or something, I wouldn't have that, um, I guess, what's the word I want to say, that second nature to be able to just do what I would normally do with a Glock, you know. Mm-hmm. I can I can sleep crap, you know, a Glock, you know, any day, you know, but uh, with the SIG, you know, I will feel less less comfortable with, and but I, like I said, I shoot really good uh, with the Smith & Wesson, the MP series. I, oh, okay. Man, I mean, I'm surgical with those. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's fair enough, fair enough. Richard Hughes says um, to you, Rod, to Scorched Earth Firearms, 
Um, did you try the 365 before or after the conch? He says he hears it's better after. So, <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to I'm going to plead the fifth on that, all right? Yeah, I'm going to let it die. I'm going to let it die. Okay, so what – Um, I think someone asked you, Sarge, what are you carrying nowadays? What are you more partial to, sir? I generally carry a, uh, carry a Glock 26, mm-hmm. Gen 5 as my EDC, and I've been carrying a, a 42 if I'm wearing, like, gym shorts or something like that. But I, I recently just acquired another 40, a 43, so probably going to step up to another 9mm. That's why I carry my, my EDC. Okay. I'm not at work. Okay. So you so usually the twenty six, you're saying the gen how is the gen five twenty six? Any the the I just got the gen four last year and then I went to a couple different gun shops because I thought I wanted the finger grooves. Well mm-hmm. I I checked out the Gen five and it turns out that I, I didn't miss the finger grooves and the okay. trigger is it's significantly better if you if you dry fire one right next to the other. Really? The trigger is okay. it's noticeable. Hmm. Okay. So is it is it uh maybe the same as if you did the uh put the ghost connector in on it? On the on the on they the... changed the safety plunger, the the design okay. of it. So it they changed the geometry just a little bit and it probably is similar to like putting a ghost trigger as well. So it's just okay. those two gotcha. little upgrades. I don't think it's particularly lighter, but mm-hmm. it is smoother. Hmm. It has a nice crisp break. Okay. I actually just uh not with just uh, maybe a couple of months ago, I traded in uh, to my gun guy, my 27 that I had. And I upgraded it with uh, uh, the sights and everything and the uh, the ghost trigger connector and all of that. What's the 27? Uh, Is that the 45 yeah, version? No, that's the 40. That's, that's, the, the, 40. that's the 40. That's a little, little freight yeah. train. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. And, you know, and it's basically the 26, but it's a 40, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a little thicker. Remember, I was saying I don't like robust or thick, you know, guns. So I went ahead and uh, traded that in for a 23. And the 23 is like the 1940 uh, version of the 19, basically. Uh, so what I did was when I bought that 23, immediately, uh, well, immediately I went and got the uh, ghost trigger. But this ghost trigger was different from the others because this one you had to file that little notch on it and i actually thought it was a bad move at first but once i got a file a steel file and i started filing down that little notch and you can actually file it down to where it is perfect man that trigger now in my 23 is smooth like butter i mean Mm -hmm. Man, it is it is really smooth. And, you know, I just went ahead and um, filed it and, and actually uh, polished it, you know, just right. And, man, when I shoot that 23 now, it is, you know, because I wanted a smaller gun. Basically, I, that 23 is what I carry in my car. Um, you know, so it's not a full size, but, um, you know, it's a, uh, I guess that's a compact. Do you say it's a compact? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I wanted something more than just a 43 because 43 is my carry. And the 23, and keep in mind, I always wanted to make sure that I kept um, around the same ammo because I got a, although the 43 is a 9 millimeter and the uh, 23 is a 40, I actually have a uh, 22C that I use in competition uh, that I've pimped it out uh, big time, you know, and it's like, sort of like the Cadillac of uh, Glock pistols. Now I got, 
you know, when you shoot that, man, it's like, and that's my bedside gun as well. Okay. So, you know, I, I try to, I don't want to have too many because I'm looking at my safe right now and I'm looking at all the different calibers and I don't want to have a whole bunch of more calibers than I actually need, you know, so, and that, that means caliber, more calibers mean more money, you know, so. Is, is there a benefit to the, to shooting the 40 in competition? Because we carry 40 at work and well, is there a benefit to it? Well, it isn't when you're dealing with folks that uh that they have uh uh STIs, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of the guys I shoot with, they got those STIs. You know, that's you know a little bit of my out of yeah, my that's the range. Cadillac. <laughs> that's the Cadillac. That's the Cadillac. Yeah, that's definitely the Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I it was a it was a regular. Um, uh, I think it was a police trade. It's a Gwen, uh, Gen Three. Uh, I believe it was a police trade in, and but it didn't have many rounds through it, and also it was a rare uh, 22C because you don't have a lot of 22Cs out there. And so, you know, what I did was I went ahead and stippled it, and um, you know, uh, changed out the, uh, the trigger and everything. What I don't do is I never change out my springs. So I did that one time, and I kept getting those light uh, primer strikes. And I said, nah, I don't want to deal with it. So I went ahead and put the factory springs back in. And now the only thing I will mess with on my Glock is the connector. That is it. Uh, and maybe I'll change out the sights. But uh, eventually on that 22C, I am more than likely going to go ahead and get the slide cut and get an RMR on it. Uh, and so, Okay. Yeah. 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 You know what? I was going to say, and I'm being tongue-in-cheek here, mm-hmm. but if you're looking for a good competition gun, Get you a Hudson H9. Oh, the Hudson, oh that's that's the one you have. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have a I don't have a Hudson H9. You did have a Hudson, didn't you? The, the, um, the, the, I, the Gen One or the Gen Gen Twos? Because I heard the Gen One's a crap. The, for the Hudson, um, I yeah. did I did videos on it, but I didn't actually have one. I borrowed it. Um, I borrowed. I think I borrowed a couple of Hudson some people and did videos on it, but I never actually yeah. had one. But now's a good time, Sarge. I don't know what, if you, what you think of it. What did I, I think noticed a little while ago they were cheaper at the gun shows, and then mm-hmm. a couple months later I saw whether I guess they're going out of business. Yeah, they're going out of business. I think they're pretty much out of business right now. They definitely, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they fall for bankruptcy. Um, it, you know what? I actually like them. I like the guns. I never had any problems when we were shooting it. I didn't mm-hmm. get around to buying it. Um, it was a little kind of like on the expensive end. So doing what I do, you know, you're constantly getting different things and trading things out and all that. So I didn't get around to getting one, but the fact that I think the prices came way, way down now with everything that's going on, but people are kind of scared of buying into them because they're thinking there's going to be no support. What did they cost when they were new? I think they were, I'm going to say nine. we're 11, 12. 11. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought See, it was nine. Yeah. Cause I saw some in December at a local gun show. I saw them at two different ones. I saw they were around eight ninety nine. I was like, and they were new. I was like, well, that's that's yeah. unusual. Why did the the price drop? Right, so I thought they were like eleven hundred bucks. Yes, they were. They were in that category. Eight ninety nine was pretty good. But the other day, I think last week, we saw a company selling a bunch of them for five ninety nine. Wow! But they only holy mackerel. They only sold three hundred. Then when they got to three hundred, they 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 have more. But I think they bumped the price up to either seven or eight ninety nine. Um, is that the Hudson 1 or Hudson 2? 
You know what? You we would have to go check that. I'm not sure. You're talking about gen generations. Yeah, gen one. Yeah, because the gen ones that I heard, uh, I think Mr. Guns and Gear did a uh, review on it, and um, they were coming back, man, bad reviews on that. Uh, they had to to do something. It was something wrong with them, and then that's why they came out with the uh, gen twos. Yeah, I know lots of people were having problems, and I think this is part of the whole bankruptcy thing. There are people who sent in their guns, never got them back. They sent them in to get fixed and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now, if you look at this article I just shared with you guys, uh, this is on the firearms blog. It says need a Hudson uh, need Hudson parts. So for folks who are worried, if you already have one or you're thinking about getting a cheap. To be honest with you guys, I'm going to put it to you this way. If I had the money right now, I would buy one at a really good price and put it in the safe. Because mm-hmm. I think that the, the everything going on with the company, these might become, you know, not right now, but in, in years to come, these might become collectible guns. Well, I wouldn't well, shoot yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah. how long do they last? I mean, a couple years? Yeah, they came out like in 2016, right? Yeah. yeah, if you had a did brand get, new one, fired one. Two, did they get a full two year cycle on coming out from like the? Is it two years or they three? They may not have. Yeah. So there's just been I, a year and a half. So yeah, they might yeah. be really unique. Oh, I think so. I think so. I would put it away. But let's say there's folks out there who are buying them and they already have them. And they're worried about parts, or you're planning on buying it. Um, Ke Arms in Arizona has you guys covered. This is in the firearms blog. It says, uh, covering the news and events surrounding the demise of firearms industry, shooting star Hudson Manufacturing is an unpleasant task. So much promise and excellent dash and ex- uh, excitement, excuse me, dashed upon the shores of our dreams. <laughs> I'm going to go from <laughs> that. But with every piece of uh, news, another piece of the puzzle falls into place. This week, KE Arms announced the availability of Hudson Parts. Available due to unpaid bills by the former pistol maker. So apparently KE Arms is making all the parts. So apparently KE Arms manufactured the bulk of Hudson H9 uh, pistols, slides, um, and are now sitting on an unused and unpaid for stock that could help them recover costs as well as give Hudson owners a source for parts. So Hank, uh, which, which bankruptcy did they file? Uh, I would have to go back here and see what they fall. But if you look at this article, I mean, there's a ton of these. Are you guys looking at this thing? The KE yeah. apparently has a ton of these things over there. Let me see if I could pull up. Uh, but some of those pictures, they have crates of them. Yeah. Crates I'm trying of to frames. see what, what um, Hudson Falls for bankruptcy. Chapter 7. Chapter, chapter 7. Yeah, Rod would know something about this, right, Rod? Does that mean they're that's the one that, that means they're done, or, hmm. or they're uh, just trying to? Let me see if I can pull can't up. Remember. Yeah, let's see what Chapter Seven bankruptcy. So all those are all those are the uh, the blanks that they, they uh, probably made that they didn't want to. They just went ahead and sold to Ke Arms. No, Ke Arms was manufacturing the parts for them. Apparently, oh, they were. Oh, okay. So, Kate, So, what happened was Hudson couldn't afford to pay for those blanks. So, Ke Arms is basically saying, "Hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and sell these, all so we can recoup our costs." Yeah, um, a discharge in a Chapter Seven case is a court order that releases a debtor from all of his or her dischargeable debts. It's also an order from the court to creditors, which prevents the creditor from attempting to collect the debt from the uh, debtor. They they can actually can come out out of chapter seven, actually, and still become a company again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe someone will buy into the name or whatever. It's a that's a whole sad situation there. I gotta say. Yeah, I can. I I wouldn't. Don't be surprised if you see one of the the big boys like Remington or something like that uh, that will buy into them. Uh, what's that company that remember, remember that uh, podcast we had that time where we were talking about the one or two companies that own all these other companies? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Smith and Wesson. Um, oh no 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 no. Oh, this you're talking one. about Freedom Group. Yeah, yeah, them. Freedom yeah. group. Yeah, don't be surprised if somebody yeah, like that. That would be a horrible them. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would basically not be interested in, in anything after that. I mean, it, it's, say, it's, huh? it's worth some money now. Yeah, what do you say you to know? that, Sarge? <laughs> I was going to say, so So you think Freedom Group will uh, kind of take advantage of them while they're, while they're down and out, pick them up for oh, a small yeah. price? That, that's what they do. Yeah. Oh. Well, they they may have had a, a little bit too much overhead if they're paying somebody else to make all their parts for them. That might mm-hmm. be why the gun cost, you know, eleven or twelve hundred dollars instead of eight hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jay Brennan says, and now everything. What is this? Um, yeah, something about every what it used. What kind of magazines did it use? It was proprietary, right? The magazines, or was it a shared magazine system? I thought it was I'm trying to trying to remember what the deal was there. If they were smart, they used another magazine to not have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It looks something like another magazine, but you know. Yeah, it doesn't look similar to some of the European guns. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a Beretta or or something like that. Yeah, that little that little uh, oval type of weird swishy shape in there. I honestly thought that that Hudson Nine was going to be a huge. It was a huge thing when it first came out. Everybody loved it. Yeah, well, you know, those guys put all the money that they had into this company, and a lot of that went into marketing Mm -hmm. and went into awesome packages like you're buying an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, the boxes on those things are pretty nice. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm saying if if they're out there and you can get them at a good price, I I think I would just get one and put it in the safe. (laughs) Seriously, you know? If you if you're really into it, maybe you can get some parts. What are you going to say, Sarge? I could say somebody put a Joshua put a comment out there. It says like they maybe like they announced their alloy frames and kind of halted their sales of the steel frames. Like they're getting ready to come out with those, and they kind of they may have announced it too early. Yeah, it's possible. And then these ones from uh, the Ke Arms had looks like the uh, alloy. Yeah, that's kind of. A lot of companies do that. Sometimes they release some information a little too early when they're not quite ready and it kind of kills the sales of their current ones. Because some people are like, you know, I was getting ready to buy one, but whoa, this is coming out. I'll just wait mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. the latest and greatest here in another month. And then yeah. true, they may true. have done themselves mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, you might want to sell out your stock first and then put that out there but you know it's listen it's a tough deal getting into the gun business i think is is about as difficult as deciding you're going to start open up a restaurant i mean you've, yeah, you've yeah. got to have somebody that can guide you through that because if you aren't already selling enough of your current model and you're just starting out and then you announce this new one yeah you could kind of kill your current sales and man there you are you're just kind of hovering with 
And with no money coming in, you could get stuck real, real easy. Yeah. Well, rule, rule of thumb when, uh, when you're looking at a, a new business, you have to look at at least the first two years of taking a loss. And depending on, you know, their overhead, they probably took too big a loss that they probably couldn't uh, recover from or chose not to. And, you know, but you got to you got to at least expect a loss the first two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a tough deal. It's a tough deal. By the way, I see Ashley from Gunstreamer out there. Shout out to Ashley. You're in Gunstreamer, right, Sarge? Oh, yeah. I'm a Gunstreamer. And I think they just turned one yesterday, didn't they? Yes. Yesterday? You know what? Something I didn't like see it. I saw um, a Twitter or something, a tweet about that. So uh, happy birthday to uh, Gunstreamer. You know, one years old. I think I jumped on there about about June of last year. Okay. Somewhere around there. June, so July. Like two months. Two months yeah. <laughs> How has it been, man? Have you, cause, so then you've been around seeing it grow up a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. I, I've noticed the views come up. I mean, every, uh, every, uh, I, I just noticed they, they've periodically, they've started to come up. I'm starting to get more and more views over there. Okay, cool. Versus and YouTube. The other day I saw that, um, uh, I saw the Hickok 45 is up on there. That's interesting. Oh, he's going on there. I saw, yeah. I saw an article this week. I think Such is going over there, and somebody oh, else. Uh, yeah, okay. Not surprised. Not surprised. So people getting—they're yeah, starting to gain a little traction. Getting up on the gun streamers. You know what can I say? Ashley says yes. They're one year old. Congratulations to them. You know, look, they've got some—they've got some good things going on over there. So, um, well, one of the most oh, important things is they have an app. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yep, they have the app. They have contributors now, so mm-hmm. you can contribute to people. What I've been doing, because um, you know, YouTube started a whole new round of demonetization. I'm sure, you're going through that. Really? Damn, um, yeah. back on that again? If yeah. if you want to get into monetization, I want to talk about that in a second. Yes, absolutely. We can talk about it now. We can talk about it now. What uh, what's been going on with you? <laughs> I hit my marks to be monetized. Because I I wasn't at the level when they changed the rules in uh, 2018. Yeah, 2018 when they changed the rules. I think it was around February. Mm-hmm. Well, I hit my marks on August 23rd. That was seven months ago. Mm. And they still haven't reviewed my account to monetize me in seven months. Wow. wow. Okay. Um. So I know, I think. I have no uh, strikes. I have no, I have nothing. I'm way did above you, all their, t- their Have you minimum. reached out to them? Because I know Richard Hughes has that same issue. And I think he got some kind of letter from them saying they don't have enough information. So I don't know. Richard, you're going to have to tell us exactly what they were talking because I don't know what information they need. Yeah, they. I, I finally found it, the other month, I found a way to reach them through uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we had a little bath, back and forth dialogue. I, and I would periodically, like every two weeks, I would check back in with them to see if they've reviewed it yet. And now they just quit answering any of my tweets. So okay. they just they just quit responding. Yeah, I think they have and a I backlog. Actually, I'm ahead, sure. I'm yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, but, but just mm-hmm. think about it. Seven months. I mean, that's, I mean, is it going to be a year? Is it going to be 10 months? What's it going to be? I, you know what? I'm telling you, I think it gets worse and worse. As time goes on, I think there are more people trying to do YouTube. That's one thing. But I think YouTube is less motivated to monetize folks like us. That's another thing. 
I've noticed people have got this same letter that Richard Hughes is talking about that they they don't have enough information to review. What is there to review? They set these criteria, these marks for you to hit. When you hit them and you don't have any strikes, there's no penalties. What's there to review? I don't get it. I think they're making up more stuff. <laughs> I think they're just making up more stuff to try to set the, the uh, bar higher. And perhaps I know it's tough for, for folks to hear that, but perhaps the better way to go about this is not even worry about it so much and try to focus on other places, maybe like Gunstreamer. Because I could tell you, so for example, um, the lifestyles of the locked, uh, locked and Loaded here that we're doing this podcast on, it's monetized. Um, most of the times we don't even hit 100 bucks every month. So It's just the, the fact that they won't do it. it that's what yeah. bothers me. It's not the income or lack of income. It's just the fact that they won't review my channel. Yes. Here's the terrible thing about it. If they don't monetize you, or even if you, let's say like uh, Hank Strange is monetized, right? And that channel's growing, but every time they demonetize a video, they push you down. They kill your discovery on that video. That's the really terrible thing about it. So when, so I can have a video that's doing well, it's doing a hundred thousand views or something. And the minute they hit it with that, all of that stuff, that the climb of that video shuts down oh really yeah so if you so, if you watch your analytics mm-hmm. so if they once if they demonetize it it just drops yeah because they're they're not just demonetizing it first think about it if there's no money involved in it for them right they're not gonna suggest did, it yeah so you've got to somehow climb over that for it to get it you've got to now beat the algorithm which is not that easy to do unless you're like a really big you know mega huge channel so uh, what I've been doing is every time they demonetize something, I can test it. And then when they confirm it, I delete that video from YouTube. And all of those videos I'm putting over on uh, GunStreamer, uh, there's a bunch of them that I that I took down before that. So I've got to get those up. But I'm putting them over on GunStreamer and I'm going to put them under under a tier of uh, contributors. So just to like help me out, I'm going to ask, ask people to help us out and give us like three bucks a month on that. And then you get access to all the banned videos because they don't want to see any gun get opened. You know, um, we we uh, we actually like doing how it's made videos and show people how things are made. They don't like they don't like any of that. So, um, I've noticed a lot of videos from Walter, no matter what we're doing, they don't like. Uh, well, I noticed my my video where he uh, I did an interview with him at Shot Show. It's mm-hmm. got like a surprisingly low amount of views. I thought compared okay. to like some of the other ones from Shot Show. Yeah, there's something I don't know what Walter did. I don't know. Maybe it's the Safety Harbor Firearms or something like that. And that's in the title, so yeah, what it is something, man. Any the, a lot of the videos that are getting hit now have to do with Walter, which is kind of crazy. But that's what yeah, we're going well, through. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to keep I'm going to keep fighting the good fight, but yeah, it just it's just it's just an aggravation that I've done everything correctly. I don't do anything crazy. I don't do anything nuts. I don't say anything crazy. I try to keep everything PC, even though I am opinionated. I try not to uh, I I try not to do anything because I just don't want to do that because what I do for a living, I don't want to talk terrible or anything like that. And it just bothers me. It's just an aggravation is all it is. It's well, not the end of the world. Listen, I, I know I think it is important, right? What I'm saying is I think it may part of it may just be time. 
you know, so definitely your energies can be spent in some different directions, but I, maybe in time they'll just relent and allow it. And when they allow it, you know, it, it gives you access to a new audience. I would just try to leverage that against, because I think in the next couple of years, we're going to, as time goes forward here, we're going to keep getting smacked upside the head with a lot of things. And if these guys have political cover, so in other words, if they get um, someone in the White House or they take over Congress and the Senate, they uh, YouTube and the other social medias are going to use that political cover to start trying to knock us off and deplatform more people, in my opinion. So, you know, there you go. By the way, I see speaking of the devil, I see Walter in the chat. There you go. Walter. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the devil. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, ask Walter, what was that? Uh, can, uh, my Trump that? dog. Oh, look at that. Hold on. Let's see. Where's the Trump dog? Oh, yeah. The official Trump dog. That's worth a lot of money, Sarge. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I was really happy when I got that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Rod. What were you saying? No, sorry. Thanks, Walter. Yeah. What was that? Uh, that promo that was on Facebook today that they had his brace on there. Um, I can't remember the promo. Or oh. if, is there any way that he could send it to you and you can upload it uh, into the chat so everybody could see it? Okay, that so, was that was pretty sweet. Okay, Walter, if you're hearing us, um, if you've got a link. For um, I guess there was something on Facebook. Hit us up. Let us know what that is. Um, I'm interested in that myself. I didn't see it. Let me see if I could take a quick look here at the Facebooks in regards to what you said. This was on Safety Harbor Firearms. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Safety Harbor today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't always get a chance to uh, see it, what's going on there. I mean, no, he he um, he actually. Um, you know, posted the, the link on there or the, the, the promo. Oh, Grand Power USA Facebook Oh, page. yeah, yeah. Okay, I see it. Yeah, Grand Power, yeah. That is nice, isn't it? Yeah. Man, I think it's nice. I, I, I mean, Walter's, uh, his brace, man, it looks awesome on there. Yeah, let me share this. Um, yeah, I didn't see that. What is that? The, uh, so, Grand, you know, Grand Power, they, uh, they have the Strybog. I was... Is that is that the pistol or the the um the well the one that it looks like the one that they're showing there is the pistol. Let me see if I could pull it up uh, here. I saw a couple a couple different new things today on, on Instagram. I saw somebody posted one with a rotating barrel. Mm. It was a grand power with a rotating barrel. I wasn't I, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, I think they have a bunch of stuff that's coming out. To be honest with yeah. you, which is good. That's a good thing. And yeah, uh, the the KES stock is going to be used up on there. Man, that thing, it looked, it looked really, really nice on there. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I could uh, pull this from the from the Safety Harbor page here and then throw it up. Sorry, sorry, while he's doing that, um, I want to compliment you on uh, behind you, the your logo on the desk back there behind you. Mm -hmm. uh, is that like a wood uh, type of thing or? Oh, let, let me show you. Well. I'll show you in a second. That, that's that a, thing is nice. That's a uh, that's actually a dry run. That my my buddy is making me a flag. Let me turn my oh. other camera on here and I'll show you. My buddy okay. is making me a a flag for. Oh, okay. I see it. it. Can you see it? Yeah. Up there. Nice. He is making that for me. Where is it? There it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's making that for me. The subdued American flag with the C four defense logo. 
And that's the first run of it. He cut that out on his CNC machine. He's got a a wood CNC machine, and he makes some very neat stuff. D. Wood is his name. He's got a YouTube channel as well, but he's made me several different things. And uh, But, yeah, that's a a design. My friend came up with that. Okay. uh, we came up with the name, and then we, he he did it, drew this logo for me, and it's it's kind of stuck. So yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like crosshairs and the the C and the four, and it's uh, simple, but it kind of put it all together. He's a yeah, pretty it looks Celtic guy. a little bit. Looks Celtic a little bit, I think. Yeah. He's, a, he's a pretty creative guy. He just he just whipped that out. It was, it was actually the first run. He we didn't have to make any corrections. I'm like, there's nothing to correct. It it's, nice. everything. It's, it's, nice simple. it's different. I'm like, yeah. 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 Yeah, it looks um, pretty clean. It's clean looking. I like that. Yeah. By the way, Tyvon Show says we got 154 people watching and 81 thumbs ups. Please hit the thumbs ups button, people. Yeah. <laughs> if well, you can, we appreciate it. Thank you. Go right. down there. Bam. Yeah. Yes. Thumbs up. And, you know, also, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. You know, also hit the notification bell. All that kind of good stuff helps. So, were, uh, were you in the military or? Uh, law no, enforcement? No, no, sir. I'm I'm current law enforcement. Law enforcement. Okay, okay. What uh, yeah. what what city? Or I work I, I work at a, a sheriff's officer in North Carolina, Western North oh, okay. Carolina. Oh, okay. I was just up in there the uh, in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Up above there. Okay. Nice area. Nice area. Yeah, we're up here in the in the Smoky Mountains, where it's a little gotcha. cooler. Elevation is a little higher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was actually. Now, where are you there. from? Uh, Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Florida, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar and, with. I'm familiar with Jacksonville. I'm, I'm, I'm from Florida originally. I was, really? I was born in Lake Worth. Oh, okay, Lake Worth. Worth. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm from South Florida. Yeah, I've okay, lived here most of my life. So, gotcha, okay. gotcha. Yeah. Shout out to West Palm Beach in the house. Yeah. <laughs> used to, I used to live in a place called Green Acres. Okay. Which is down there. It's not far from uh, Lake Worth. So, um, it used to be nice. yeah, Lola says it used to be nice. Kind of like an, an, a, an oasis in the middle of the ghetto. Lola calls it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's her thing for it. Okay. So listen, the whole title of the show is, uh, this macho hyper masculinity thing. So let's, let's have that conversation here about the macho hyper masculinity. This one is in regards to advertising. I think I read the article to you guys from USA Today earlier. Um, and here it goes. It says, when it comes to selling AR-15 semi-automatic rifles, gun makers have discovered that there's no better endorsement than the American soldier. Okay. Never a victim, always a victor, reads an ad that runs in April's Guns and Ammo magazine from the Springfield Armory, showing an image of a couple of helmeted gunmen in GI-looking gear. Patriot reads another showing what appears to be uh, a commando-wielding professional grade weaponry of Bravo company manufacturing um, military imagery and advertising a surefire selling point when it comes to high power weaponry has cropped up as a trouble spot for the weapons industry. Um, and then they're talking about how the Connecticut Supreme court ruled this month that victims of a mass shooting in 2012 at Newton, Connecticut elementary school could sue the maker of the rifle used in the attack over its advertising. What do you guys think about that? Well, Sandy Hook, I, I knew that it was just, actually, you know, I was uh, confident in the law. Uh, I understand, 
you know, basically, if you do that, then that's going to throw out, that's going to basically have everything uh, pretty much to the point where, okay, if I get hit by a someone in a car, I can sue that person that hit me and the manufacturer of the car. Or, you know, vice versa, somebody could sue me and the manufacturer of the car that I'm driving. You know, it, it's once, you know, uh, cooler heads prevail, uh, the first thing I understand, I'm sure that they look is they said, hey, you know what? The legal ramifications on this is going to be, you know, thrown out of the window if we allow this to go through. I knew it was never going to go. I was really confident in that. So I, it really didn't affect me. Uh, I had a, a former coworker of mine say, hey, he knows I'm a gun guy, 2A guy. He said, Rod, look at this. I looked and I chuckled and he said, why are you laughing? That, that could mean spell bad news for you. I'm like, yeah, this will never go. It'll okay. never go. Well, they found they found the loophole here. The advertising, you know, they there. I guess there's some courts that are allowing that. I think ultimately they should not allow this because of mm-hmm. what you're saying. What, what do you think about it, Sarge? What what did they do in the advertising that allowed this to happen? Well, they're just saying that the hyper, uh, you know, the hyper masculine, the macho hyper masculinity. You're hyping quote, it up. Quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the in the advertising, the um, so the, the the lawyers for the family from the Newton thing are trying to use that as something to go after the company. Right. Saying that because they use this in the advertising, they should be held liable because they kind of were enticing people to do bad things. I don't, but if it's not a contributing factor to that kid that did this, then it's not applicable. And, and exactly. like we were saying, what if, okay, they, they, they promote the, the Chevy Camaro as a sports car. So if any wreck that occurred and speed was a factor, are you going to sue Chevrolet because they promoted it as a sports car? Or are we going to hold the driver responsible that was speeding or driving recklessly? Everything yeah. else, we hold the the driver or the operator responsible. With the the liberal left, they don't want to hold the 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 person that was operating the gun responsible. They want to hold the the manufacturer because they want to make it hurt. They want it to be punitive damages. They want to try to drive them out of business. It's not about justice. It's about revenge mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, I think there's two parts going on here, right? So I'm going to put aside the whole wording of the macho hyper masculinity for a second. And I agree with you that, you know, of, of what they're trying to do. But we don't even I don't even think we need to go to cars, for example. Let's look. Let's stay in the gun world. Are people who make movies with guns in them responsible? No. No. Yeah. Are, th- are those no, no, people? No. Are those because you make a movie? Are you responsible for what people do out in the world? They're not. They're not going on the movie saying, "Hey guys, um, go out there. We want you guys to do exactly what we're doing here." They're not doing that. I mean, yeah. you know. So there. So so in the movies, in the movies, they're doing something that that's considered art. That's considered creativity. Exactly. And if even if someone says that that had something to do with them doing something. Can, you know, are we now going to hold that against the movie industry? Are we going to hold it against the video game industry for for what's in video yeah, games? Exactly. I mean, everybody could be sued there. I mean, what's the percentage of people that play first person shooter games, no matter what they are, whether it's Fortnite, whether it's Rainbow Six, whether it's Call of Duty versus anyone that huge. does anything crazy like that? It yeah. has to be like 0.0001%. Yeah. 
It has so to be it's here. not a factor. Yeah. Now, let's say we keep going down this crazy ass rabbit hole that they want to go down. If if your kids are watching hip hop videos, <laughs> you know, and then they decide they want to become a pimp or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who, who are we going to sue? Are we going to sue the record labels, the rappers? Because it's, all, all of well, this is crazy. That did come out back in the uh, early 90s when uh, 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 Gangsta Rap came out and they tried to, um, uh, well, they made it so that we had to put the explicit lyrics, that sort of thing on there. But they tried to blame, you know, the rappers saying, hey, look, this, but this is freedom of expression, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a right that we have under the Constitution there. So it's like, okay, you can't pick and choose. One thing we have to understand is that with the Constitution, you can't pick and choose what you like should go where what you don't agree with shouldn't, okay? Just like we're two-way guys. But we also have to uh, take in consideration those folks that are non-two-way guys, the the left folks. you know, I work for the NFL. Okay. You have to look at the fact that, hey, you know what? Although you may not like a player kneeling on one knee for the, um, uh, and again, I don't think it's for the Star Spangled Banner. You know, they're not, they're not protesting that. But the thing is that they give that freedom of expression. Okay. You're able to do that. That's not a, they're not breaking any laws doing that. For so, sure. Yeah, for sure. We, we all have to understand. You know, what's happening, um, and Sarge, uh, just to give you a little background on me, I'm a former military police officer myself. Uh, I went to to college for uh, criminal justice. And what I've, and I'm old school. I mean, I'm in my, I'll be uh, 50 uh, next year. So I come from that generation where, and, and I'm sure you guys can attest this as well, that in our generation, we grew up, we, if you uh, committed something, did something wrong, you didn't call, you know, point the finger at everything else that caused uh, you to do that. You were blamed for that, and you were only you were held for your own uh, accountability on that. Now, today, this nation, we don't hold people accountable. We want to give all these other different factors. We want to point the finger elsewhere and not put it back on what's actually happened because. Uh, I had a conversation the other day with Coleon Noir and with me and Coleon, uh, we were, you know, and he, just to let you guys kind of, you know, give you a sneak peek uh, with maybe uh, we're trying to set something up with uh, Coleon and uh, American Gun Chick. But um, what we were uh, discussing and I actually um, tweeted uh, Andrew Gillum and I think Kamala, I can't think of the lady's name. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, yeah, 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 her. So I'm like, hey, let's have a dialogue, okay? Because first and foremost, you can't keep saying banning guns. Okay, I'm a Democrat, but I'm a two-way guy as well. But I don't vote down my party line. I vote for whoever is backing my agenda the most. I don't care who it may be. If you're back in my agenda, hey, I'm going to vote for you, not because of your political uh, uh, party. But we, ha- I-, I said, hey, look, let's have a dialogue about, you know, maybe if we can try to change. My, my thing is, this, if you try to change a person's heart, you could probably change their brain. Well, change their brain, you could change their heart, rather. And I'm like, hey, stop saying you're going to ban guns. 
you know, because that's not helping your agenda. It's not helping anybody saying that you're going to ban this. If the first thing you as a politician, you're saying, hey, I'm going to ban this, I'm going to ban that. You can't say that nowadays, you know, and expect not expect to win, you know. So you know, uh, I, I, I beg to differ on that. I totally believe that they're saying that because it helps their agenda. They're speaking directly to a group of people that want to hear them say they're going to ban guns. But they're not going to win anything. When's the last time? When's the last time any politician has that said outright and said that they're going to ban something? OK, and has won an election. I want to uh, know. I think uh, I think there's lots of I think first of all we I had a bunch name, of, we had a bunch of those guys win elections in this last cycle we just went through. I'm pretty sure um Obama got elected saying he was going to ban stuff. What, what, you what know, he, he um, never he, he never said it. He he made innuendos of it which again I'm sure uh in hindsight uh you know of course he was the single most uh under his tutelage uh, there are more gun sales in the history of the United States. And, you know, we all have to be smart. We have to understand that, hey, look, you saying banning guns is not going to solve the situation that's going on in our country with the mass shootings. That is not going to solve anything. You know, I had a, a change anything. Exactly. I had a conversation with and I what I do, Sarge, just so you know, I love talking to people from the left. And give them another perspective, and it gives them that that uh, that um, light bulb. It comes like, oh wow, I never thought of it that way. You if know? they're open to it, yes, that's a that's a very good thing. If they're yeah. open to it, exactly. Yeah. I, I said, hey, look, let's look at England. England has banned guns, but guess what happened? Hell, the damn um, um, deaths by knives and blunt force objects went up. So. Pick your choice. If somebody wants to kill you, they're going to try to kill you no matter what, whether they got a gun, okay, or whether they got something that they can feel that's going to cause harm to you. So we got to, and you know, my thing is this, um, I go back to the uh, the old Cosby show thing when the, the professor said, dig deeper. We're looking at, they're looking at the surface. You got to go down further where it's nice and dirty and dark to find out exactly where the true problem lies. And we, I'm not going to say we, but those people that want to just ban guns, they're just looking at the surface and say, hey, you know what's the first thing? Let's just do this. Oh, okay, well, that doesn't work. Let's do this. No, let's go down deep. I mean, you got to I, I don't think, this. I don't, I just don't think they want to go deep, uh, Rod. I mean, they I'm, don't. Not, you're you're you know, right. You, they don't exactly want to go right. deep. Uh, the pan- they don't. Let me just get this in for the pants. He wants to know if you've not heard about the bump stock thing. Um, in terms of uh, politicians that are getting elected saying they're going to ban guns, Diane Feinstein, mm-hmm. Pelosi, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that I don't these, these people really don't care about what's rational, mm-hmm. what makes sense, what's logical. You've got Go to ahead. work on the people if you want to curb gun violence you've got there to you work go. on the you've got to get these these kids when they're younger Young. to try to teach them correctly it, yeah. you, all you're doing is taking a tool away from an adult if they've already got it in their mind and in their heart that they're going to cause pain or hurt someone they're going to yeah That's, so they're so, going mean, to absolutely you've got to stop them from or try to correct them earlier on from wanting to 
Yeah. So, and and to, mean, steer, to steer this back in the direction of what we're talking about here, with when they're starting to come down on the macho hyper masculinity that they're talking about, I don't really see any kind of you know difference in in uh, like I said, movies, video games, or anything else when it comes to advertising for guns. First of all, you don't see advertising for guns um, in regular media. You don't see it on the TV. I think the last time I remember. Um, Daniel Defense tried to put an ad in the Super Bowl. They knew that wasn't getting in the Super Bowl, right? They knew that. That was just like a stunt that they pulled off, with, which I think is clever. Good advertising. Yeah, yeah. but they, they knew that wasn't going to get in the Super Bowl. So we don't see gun advertising on TV. We do see advertising for video games. We do see advertising for movies. A lot of uh, um, uh, actors out there that claim to be anti-gun make lots of very violent movies and all that. I'm not knocking them. I think that's art and it's creativity. At the same time, a company that is doing something that is legal and protected by the Second Amendment has the right to advertise. Right. Exactly. They You're have right. the right to advertise. So this whole idea of hyper uh, macho hyper masculinity that they want to put out there. How the hell are people advertising all the other stuff that's being advertised? It, like I said, the, the, the toxic masculinity, it'll be back in fashion again one day. We just got to wait it out. There's nothing toxic about it. It's just no, it's, being it's, masculine. It, it, you it's, it's, decide who you are. Yeah. It's called being a man. Or being no. a woman. I mean, yeah. you know, we're not talking about being a chauvinist pig or anything. We're just talking about just, just doing men's stuff. But, but see, the key thing is that guns aren't new. So are we now just starting to become masculine? <laughs> you know, I mean, what about John Wayne? What about, you know, in the in the wild, wild west? I mean. Yeah. But also, mean, here's my thing about it, too. What makes it toxic? Because being macho, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Being masculine, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just like being feminine, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But what makes it toxic? Is there a toxic femininity? <laughs> man, man, that's just the world that we live in now. Uh, the world that I, I live in now is totally different from the world that I was born in. Um, and, you know, I'm old school, you know, Uh I raised my my kids old school, you know. And my thing is this: when and Hank, you 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 see what what the type of father I am, you know. Although I wasn't in the house, I'm still a father. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I still did father things. And you know, my goal in life is, like I said, is to leave this earth a lot better place than it was when I first got here. Okay, that's my my sole purpose in life to do that. Okay. Um, man, and like Sarah said, man, when you're dealing with community policing and you see some of the things, because he see he's privy to see the, some of the, a lot of the things on a daily basis that we may only hear about. Now, mm. I'll say this that you know, uh, or that we don't hear about you know as much because of the fact that where we are in life. But hey, I came from the hood, okay. But I will quickly tell you that you know what, my parents played a key role in my upbringing. And, you know, when you got parents that don't give a crap, how do you expect the kids to give a crap, you know? And exactly. when you get when you get these kids, you know, I used to get, um, you know, juvenile delinquents all the time. And, you know, I would talk to them and try to mentor. 
And, you know, I would let them know, hey, this is where I'm from. Don't let this suit and tie and glasses fool you, okay? This is where I'm from. So, and this is where I grew up. And I grew up in the hood. And I, I was able to, to kind of get down to their level a lot of times and to see, let them know that, hey, you know what? You don't have to live in this lifestyle all your life. Just because you're here right now does not determine where you need to be at in the future. OK, um, so I would talk to kids and, you know, it's a shame, man, that a lot of and, you know, a lot of the, the, what's going on in our youth is uh, it's, it's a shame because of the fact that they're going bring they're up and uh, they have no upbringing with the parents. Uh, the educational level isn't there. Um, and these kids have no uh, mentors. I had mentors when I was growing up. You you screw up. Hell, you know what? You can forget. You know your parents was going going to do what they're going to do to you. But hell, we it takes a village to raise a child. I mean, I was worried about the damn neighbors. You know, and hell, they would discipline me. Then I would go home and oh, so and so did so. Oh yeah, you finna get this here too, man. I was definitely afraid of not bringing good grades home to my parents, to my mom. Because my mom, hey, you know what? I will tell you this, no joke. I think I was about 13 years old. And you know, that old saying, when you think you can smell yourself, you you and you're, you're I think I was taller than my mom at that time. And I gave my mom some lip. Um, I think every, my mom always used to tell me this, you can go out and play all day you want to, you, but your chores have to be done before you do anything. And back then, we didn't have leaf blowers and that. We had to rake the damn yard because we had a pecan tree. And we had to rake those leaves uh, in the fall. And if you didn't rake those leaves, hey, you know what? You couldn't go out and go hang out with your boys. And I told my mom, I said, I ain't raking nothing. And to this day, to this day, I never saw that left hook coming. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I can remember was waking up on the ground, looking at the sky and saying, well, how did I get down here? You know? But, and you know, yeah, you know, there's no I think that I think the thing the thing is nowadays because of this of this society that these people are trying to build where they take away uh, folks like us. We're, listen, I don't really know gun guys that are out there trying to hurt people. I'm not saying there's not broken people out there. There's not people that want to hurt people. I think gun guys, the biggest thing that we're talking about is equality. We're not saying we are the only ones that should have guns. And then we then we should use that leverage against people. We're trying to say everyone should have guns, that it's a great equalizer. But they want to oh, get. Yeah. Absolutely. And I but I think they want to get rid of us because we feel like that, like the world should have a set of morals and rules that you live that you live by. But nowadays, nowadays, lots of people believe in not living by any rules. Exactly. Well, well there's a huge difference between the way it should be and the way it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you, you shouldn't need a gun to protect yourself. In theory, if everybody behaved and <laughs> acted like they were supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a total difference between the way it actually is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think what they're trying to do is get people to th to to throw all of that away. But but to say that we because we have guns, we have toxic masculinity. 
Um, I think that it's completely disingenuous. It's not what I, it's not what I've seen um, from from the gun world. I don't think there's anything wrong with the advertising. They're not describing anything in this advertising. Like they're not saying, "Hey, go get this gun so you could take out a, a village of people," or anything like that. This is not what they're saying, right? Um, <laughs> we are facing we are facing something from from uh, from the other side. I think that we've never ever ever seen before. They've thrown out all the rules, and anything goes when it, that. This is this is my this is my reason why I don't really feel like what you're saying, Rod, is that we got to talk to these guys. I think we're past that. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any talking to them. I think right now what they want to do is make everyone throw out all the rules throw everything away and it has to be all about winning and if you want to win get on their side and do what they're saying but when you get rid of the the claws and the teeth that people have to defend themselves and push back and when you know the the guide to you is always what's in your heart right you always know when something's wrong but when you throw all those things away and then you have no way of pushing back when people are trying to tell you to do something that you know is wrong the only thing you could do is just bow down and do it well, they, they play on the fact that uh, the the lack of education uh, to the voters, uh, you know, a lot of times people just say what they see on TV and, and listen to the politicians and they say, OK, well, they said it must be the thing to do. I don't do that. You know, I question back, yeah. you know, I'm like, OK, well, why? You know, my thing is, this hell, drugs have been outlawed, you know, since the 1800s, I guess, uh, you know, or whatever. But do you still have it? You know, or you think you honestly, if you're going to say, hey, we're going to ban guns, let's just say we're going to ban guns. Okay, do you honestly think that, okay, as a law-abiding citizen, I like to think that, you know what, I will go by accordance of the law, okay? But do you think that... um, so-and-so on the other side of town that's a drug dealer or game banger or whatever, you think that they're really going to turn in a gun? You, no, and, they have no rules. They have no rules. Exactly, exactly. saying everything is acceptable. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is abnormal. I right. saw, I, I was looking at an interview um, from a, like, from a, a gang banger that was in the hip-hop world, right, in L.A., mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in, like, the 80s and 90s. And I guess he got arrested, he went to prison. And he said that when he came out and saw like what the gangs are doing, he's like, there's no rules anymore. Even right. inside of the gangs, they are destroying each other. They have no right. rules. There's no, no one's anyone's friend. It's all about winning. Right. It's all about, it's all about getting something. And and that's pretty much, um, you know, what we're, what we're dealing with, with people now. So the conversation I had the other day, I'm, I'm like, okay, so if you're going to ban everything, first and foremost, you're going to ban me for doing something for, if I've done everything by the letter of the law, I've went and got my license, I went and, uh, uh, you know, filled out the uh, Form 43, all of that correctly, and I've got, I'm able to get the gun, and I'm able to do, well, if you're going to ban that, so you mean to tell me, and if I, if I turn my gun in, so you're going to say, tell me these other thugs are going to turn theirs in. No, they're not. So basically, and I tell people, any you know, when we go to the NRA, you know for a fact, Hank, we can open carry in the NRA, in the NRA convention. Have you ever seen any type of mass shooting at the NRA, any type of gun violence at the NRA? That, that would probably be the worst place to try to do some shit. Exactly. And that's what I say. I said, you know what? 
You think somebody's going to come in here and talking about doing a mass shooting at an NRA convention? That wouldn't last long at all. Yeah, but I don't think it's about that, Rod. I think mm-hmm. what it's about is that you have to think if you want to control this population and mm-hmm. make a population into something you, you want them to be, you don't worry about the criminals. You don't worry because the criminals right. are helping you. They're on your side. They're making all the criminals out there victimizing people are making people think they need more government. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they need someone to do about it. Those those people that are getting victimized aren't thinking for the most part, wait a second, I need to be, be able to defend myself. Rational people are thinking that, okay? But the criminals are helping you. What you have to worry about is wait, the, the person who goes, no, forget this. I don't need more cops. I don't need more government. Just give me more bullets, more guns, and we will take care of this shit ourselves. They, they ha- that's the person who they're worried about. Look, did you guys did you guys see this news? I, I don't know. I have to try to pull it up. Did you see that there was a guy, like a 34-year-old guy, that was on the subway in New York City just kicking the living daylights out of a 80-year-old? Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, I saw that. You know, and that people would awful. just people in New York City. I, I grew up in New York City. To think that people in New York City were just watching that and videotaping it is ridiculous. Yeah. But in New York exists. City, I remember someone would have been kicking that guy's ass. Yeah. The videotapers are to me are almost just as at fault because if you if you're just first and foremost, okay, why are you videotaping and not helping? You know, now I understand that we live in a world that you, you know, I, I had a, uh, there was a young lady on my Facebook timeline and we kind of did, had a going back and forth about the situation in, um, in Dallas or Texas where the young lady was got beat up by that guy, um, mm-hmm. for, for blocking me in the parking lot. And yeah. she said, well, there were no brothers around to, to help her. I said, well, first and foremost, before you say that, you got to take it upon the whole situation because I guess, you know, once I um, I got law enforcement uh, knowledge and background, I look at everything 360. First and foremost, was there anybody else first there able to help this lady? Second of all, you got to also think now, okay, wow, if I go try to help this person, well, this guy's got a gun and I don't have a gun, you know? And so you have to think about now everything else that may be going accordance because even if we're if we're concealed carry holders, there's a sense of hey, you know what, man, I have to put my life on the line. I might have to put my life on the line to help somebody. Now, I kind of and I'm gonna tell you guys this, both of you guys this, and everybody in the chat room, the situation that happened in uh, Hoover, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, with the uh, the off duty soldier that uh, was intervening and he got shot by the police officer for trying to help. Uh, Quarrel down the uh, the mass shooting, the guy that uh, had the gun, and he wound up getting killed. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to actually have a conversation with myself and say, okay, what would I have done? Would I made sure that me and the people that I know are safe, and then just left, or would I have tried to intervene? Because now, um, the world that it is right now, and I don't want to put make this a black or white thing, but as a black man. I got to look now, okay, if the if the, the uh, call goes over the radio, our uh, man, black man in a mall, and the police officer first on the scene, he sees me, and I got a, a weapon, but I'm there trying to help. He doesn't know me from the bad guy. So mm-hmm. I, I then may put myself in a sense of uh, peril, you know, by trying to do the right thing and help 
um, you know, maybe saw something as a as a concealed weapon holder, you know. So you got to double check. You got to double think that now. You, not, you always have to be careful before you get into a situation without right. a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. Right? You have to be careful before you get into a situation. Right. Now, do you need to stand by and watch someone uh, beat another person to death? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would say no. We would hope that would not happen. If that was your wife out there, your mother, your sister or something like that, you would want someone to do something about it. At the same time, you would hope someone would man up and do something. Yes, exactly. I, I think exactly. I think you would want that to happen. And and this is why, to me, like guns are the great equalizer. And, mm-hmm. and, and a, a, a armed society is a polite society. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the guy doing in the te- in the Texas thing, the guy doing this, he was armed, but he was also drunk. OK, mm-hmm. and bad things if you put them together. Yeah. Now, the, the, the woman, uh, this was a horrible thing that happened to her. She survived it. That guy, we need to put him under the prison. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what yeah. that's what we need to do. We need to put that guy under the prison. But this is a whole complicated uh, situation that probably went down there. Everyone has to to uh, look into this whole thing. Um, you know, uh, Skip's Tactical says, yes, I call my gun equalizer. You know, um, we, we all we, we have to look into this thing. I think when I was reading that thing, I think she hit him first or something like that. And then they got into this whole thing and it all went crazy. But mm-hmm. hopefully in, in, in a society like we're supposed to have, someone would say, OK, you guys have to stop. It's not that they have to take out someone or whatever, but they have to be able to do something to stop what's happening so that so that calmer heads can prevail. and People can figure out what happened, who's wrong or whatever's going on here. But I think I think that's that's I'm not saying it's a it's a better or worse, but it's a completely different situation when you're thinking about an old lady sitting down on the subway mm-hmm. and a dude is kicking her. In the face. Yeah. You know. It's, was it, that? I didn't see the video. Uh, was there other people in the subway? Yeah, there was someone. The, someone. Someone recorded it. There were other people on the train. You yeah. know, but this is a this is the unfortunate thing that we have in society. And I think we need a more polite society. People need to be more respectful of each other and everyone. I'm not saying that people. I'm not saying people won't get hurt. There's no way to stop people mm-hmm. getting hurt, or the, actually, no way to stop innocent people from getting hurt either those things those things are going to eventually happen they're going to happen yeah yeah we just need more respect we have less and less respect um of each other going on in the world um yeah i don't want to uh sarge i don't want to like because you know i mean uh i I can i can run my mouth i'm sure you (laughs) want to jump in here me too (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) so um you know i've there was another point i wanted to make that i am totally forgetting right now we got a little caught up in in that whole thing you know i think i think yeah. ultimately ultimately where we're headed here is in th- for whatever world these guys are trying to make mm-hmm. you can't have people like us in it and that's the direction i think that we're headed in that it's it, th- there's oh, oh i just get so aggravated with what's trying to take away people's ability to defend themselves because it's just like that, like you were saying with the, with the lady on the subway. She cannot physically defend herself against that gentleman. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people you can't defend yourself against. There's a lot of people that yeah. you know. But short of that lady, short of that lady attacking you, 
even if a even if an old person or you know, listen, people. I, I, I like I said, I lived in New York. There's crazy people. There's whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't oh, have yeah. to respond to what people say to you. Someone exactly. saying something to you does not equal you putting your hands on that person. Right. That person was obviously not raised correctly, or it didn't take if they thought that that was okay to do to that to that lady. Mm-hmm. That they thought that was okay. They obviously weren't raised correctly. Yeah, that's just there's there's, that's, there's there's definite issues there. I think the thing in Texas yeah. is is a little bit different. Maybe we've. we've I'm not familiar with, with that one. Yeah. Um. I from what I saw, from what I read, what we're dealing with there is that um, this young lady she got somehow lost, went down the the wrong. I think it was a one way. She went the wrong way down it, or whatever, and she somehow got into this argument with this guy that was drunk, and they they got into this argument. I think maybe she you know, swung at him first or something. And then he like pulls out a gun, starts beating her up. Right. Am I, am I wrong about that? I, I didn't see the gun. I, I just saw him just beating her up. I didn't see a gun. Though. Oh, okay. Uh, my understanding is that he was armed. He may have been armed, but yeah, but yeah. Shit, Texas, hell, everybody's armed in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and the situation there is like, it's just, I think it's a similar thing in terms of, okay, mm-hmm. someone came the wrong way down this thing. You might be mad about it. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> You're not making don't, the situation any better by screaming and shouting. Don't let it change your life by getting into something crazy like that. It, exactly. You, you know what, though, Sarge? Um, I'm glad you said that because I actually saw another article. Skip, Skip's where... tactical says, yes, he pulled out a gun. Oh, okay. He, he did? Yeah. yeah, the guy. Why? Why right. would you do that? Now now you that, that's a felony there. <laughs> well, it's just... They're, there's no need what was he it. doing with it? Yeah. yeah. Um, he I, look, he first of all, he was drunk. He got into this. He, somehow he got into this shouting match with this lady. I guess mm-hmm. she swung on him. He started doing things, whatever. So he was, whatever it, it was. So he was going. He was driving a car. No, I don't. I think she just came the wrong way down a one way. And oh, he was just yeah. there. Yeah. No, no, no. What happened was um, uh, he she had he was out of his car and she had his car blocked for some particular reason. Mm-hmm. And that's where the argue, argument ensued. But also, the I don't know if you guys saw the situation. Uh, I think it was down here in Florida where the manager at a Arby's, uh, the customer spit on the manager. The yeah. manager went out, shot the guy in the, in the car. Now he's dead. Now she's in jail. Oh because somebody, somebody spit on you. You know, I mean... You know, a lot of people get into trouble for defending their honor and their honor, ego yeah. yep. instead of their lives. Okay, yep. now that's true. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm not saying that that is worth you losing your life over, but spitting on someone is an assault on that person. But not a deadly assault. Maybe. It is, but it's not. <laughs> does it? You don't use deadly it, force to. Yeah. Does it rise to that defend? level? Yeah. Does it rise to the level that you have to do that? Yeah, um, the, the law says, you know, did you try to at least uh, either get away or contact police, the uh, law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and if you did not, then you're dead to right, right then. You and, know? and they, w- she went out to the assailant's car. Yeah. That's continue yeah. the went, altercation. Yeah. Well, she, no danger. She was defending her ego yeah. and her honor. Now, let me say this. People in trouble. Yeah. Let me say this. There's a lot of people out there. I know that there was a Supreme Court thing recently where the Supreme Court said that you have the First Amendment right to flip someone the bird. 
right? You can give him the finger. I think there was mm-hmm. a case w- involved where a woman <laughs> flipped off the police officer. I think the police officer pulled her over. He didn't give her the kind of ticket he could have given her. She was mad. She flipped him the bird. He came back, gave her a bigger ticket, became a whole thing. So um, I know all of that happened. You have the right to do that. So flipping someone the bird is completely different. Giving someone the finger is completely different from spitting on them. Yeah. When you spit but, on a person, that's pretty horrible. I'm just trying to say that to preface it, right? Oh, oh, I know. But but yeah. like a lot of times the First Amendment doesn't cover fighting words and in the wrong situation, like like every, everyone has has their limit. Mm-hmm. If you think right. you don't, you're, you're wrong. Everyone has their limit. Where if a certain thing were to happen, or someone to say something, someone to say something about your your wife or your kids or something like that, you could man, you lose it. it it's go time. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has their limit. Sometimes giving somebody the finger in the wrong situation is yeah. fighting words, and that's that's likely to provoke a physical response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have a freedom of expression, but you also, if you do things specifically to provoke a physical response, it's like, it's like the, the little kids, I'm not touching you. I'm not yeah. touching you. Well, yeah. no, no. But, you, you, yes. No. But here's like the spitting, that's likely to cause a physical yes. response, but not yes. shooting. Right. Now, here's what I'm saying. Don't go around spitting on people. The right. last thing, like my dad used to tell me, don't even spit on a dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's it, not a cool here, thing. Here's the other thing. Whether you're right or wrong, you could get yourself killed like yep. that guy did for doing things like that. Yeah. So now here's the flip <laughs> side of this, though. If you work, if you're the, was she the manager of the army? Yeah, she's the ma- yeah okay. she was the manager. If you're so the she manager. went out to her car to get her gun and then went to his car. She's in trouble. Him. She's in yeah. trouble. But well, you're the manager. Trouble. If you're the manager of, of anything in the service industry, Mm-hmm. You have to deal with people, and that goes all the way up to people flipping you the bird, trying to spit on you, spitting on you. It doesn't mean that that's supposed to happen to you. That's an assault for sure, right? That's an assault for sure. But I don't think that it bears well on yourself or the company for you, because now, because now it's not just her involved in that. That happened to that guy in an Arby's. Mm-hmm. You know, so these are all things that they that that they have to deal with. Man, I, I don't think that I don't think that um, the, that it necessarily, you know, something that rises to her going out there and getting going to the car, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting the gun. I think the gun would have been better with her. But, you know, maybe not her in particular. <laughs> she should have called, called law enforcement. Yeah. But, but the person. Get his, tag number, get his tag number, call 911 and be a good witness. Yeah. yeah. And just wait, because. What, what would be the sanctions for that? I mean, is it a misdemeanor assault? Is it an aggravated assault? Possibly because of the spitting. I don't know the law on that state, yeah. but okay. So he's going to be charged. You're going to have your day in court. Yeah. We're gonna, and your pride we're is going to be forward. hard that someone spit on you. This is you a, can't this is a go impose the penalty of death yeah. Yeah. because, yeah. It, like, because it, like I said, they were defending their honor and yeah. not their person. Somebody, somebody brought up a good point. They said, if you can't decide... Who, if you don't know, excuse me, whose life you're saving at that exact point, don't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And whose life was being saved? Yeah. No one's. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, if the guy, okay, let's say the guy assaulted her and retreated, her life was not in danger at that moment that she shot her. No. This is the problem that she's going to be facing, right? right. You know, it's exactly. even worse. I mean, there's so much of a separation. You leave the 
building where it took place, you go to your car and then go Possibly to his car. There's, mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many degrees there. It's going to yeah. be, yeah. it's impossible to overcome and, and that. Some part, but, and also I think just some part of being a manager of an Arby's a McDonald's a KFC or whatever is dealing with um, the people who, the public. Who, now, yeah, the people now who I say that, that, that place. I mm-hmm. say that a couple years ago, one one county away, and it was some of our people from our county got into this situation. One county, I say our people, people I deal with at work. Mm-hmm. This girl got her purse stolen. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She got her purse stolen, and she there's video of this. She runs physically runs the guy over in her Ford Explorer because mm-hmm. she was defending herself. Ran him over he came out the other side he they treated him he was okay i don't know how you get hit by a ford explorer in a parking lot and run over and are, are okay oh, wow. okay <laughs> He's they very did lucky. not charge her they did okay. not charge really? her with anything because wow. of the community and the society over there they felt it was okay so i'm not gonna say but we all know that's wrong. But yeah, man, I yeah. saw that. I man, you, I can put a link up if you want. It is the craziest thing you'll ever see. And they got out of it. So he stole her purse, and he was running away or something. Yes. Well, they they and they knew each other too. They, oh, they, oh, okay. They then that goes deeper. That goes deeper. Yeah. Video, and if you want to watch it and put it up, you can. You it know is. what the thing is? Like, I mean, uh, so I don't know how it is where you guys live, but I know, like, I grew up in a place in in New York called Farrakway, Queens, right? And the KFC there, my my, uh, I had a girlfriend that worked at KFC. Um, they had bulletproof glass because people would get so mad. I always tell people the best chicken is in the hood because if you mess up the if you mess up the chicken in the hood, you can get into some serious uh, dilemmas. So they they usually try to make the chicken really good, but they had bulletproof glass. And I remember one time I actually like literally I went there and I left. And like half an hour or something like that after I left, some guy came in there and was mad about his food and shot at that glass. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Oh, and this this happened on a regular basis. So that so they had to have this uh, you know, this bulletproof glass and stuff. Some of these jobs, like I think jobs like that when you work in an Arby's. Any kind of fast food thing, uh, probably restaurants for that matter, right? You're gonna run into to really upset people. Oh yeah. yeah. If you're in a in a neighborhood like that, when they when they have the glass, they need the glass. That's there for a reason. Yeah. 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 So but, but it's sad. Is, there should be some kind of training where they're like, you know, there's gonna be some oh wow. Okay, I'm looking at this video. This woman really this is broad daylight. Oh, oh, it is at Walmart. I mean in no, the most popular place in town. He's clearly running away. Oh yeah. So so who is who is she? How was she in danger? No, she, that yeah, she wasn't in any kind of danger. No, she she got out of it completely. Yeah, completely. Well, okay, speaking speaking of getting out of it, have you guys been following the whole Jesse Smollett thing? I think yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's safe to bring that up. It but, is. Oh. You know yeah, it is safe to bring that up because of the fact. God dang. She ran him over. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's just, I told you. He, was, he was running really fast, too. And yeah, I was running fast, too. To this, these are all people of the Caucasian uh, persuasion. 
so far as I uh, could tell. I don't know. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the guy was, was shirtless. There are regulars. Yeah, you know, um, and he was running really fast, but she was also driving really fast. Yeah, he wasn't running fast enough. No, but he survived. He wasn't zigging when he should have been zagging. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris Bullitt says he had a lady smear a burger in his face. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me see if I can share this video because people want to see this video now. Yeah, everybody. Um, okay, so yeah, we were talking. Well, well, I'll post up the video. You guys talk about Josie Smollett here. Um, oh, so so yeah. Um, the one thing I I will say is this. I think that maybe evidence uh, gathering. Some somebody did something wrong in the uh, the police department that they should not have done, and that's what got him off. Uh, because they said that, hey, he's guilty, we have evidence of this, but the district attorney uh, decided not to pursue a case on this. So usually that's something like maybe, you know, with some type of evidence would have could have been uh, contaminated or something like okay. that. Um, first did they up, say what it was? Yeah, so before, say, before, yeah. before I, I, I can get into this with you guys, just real okay. quick. The gun, the gun snob says, I had a guy spit blood on me once. He almost got shot. <laughs> True story. Um, so, okay, in terms of Jesse Smollett, okay, usually, you said the words usually, Rod Mills. Mm-hmm. First of all, this all happened in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So we have to take that into consideration here. Exactly. And what I'm going to tell you is that no one in this case is saying that the police did a bad job. The police, um, the the police superintendent came out, Rahm Emanuel, who's the outgoing mayor of the city of Chicago, came out. And he's saying that the police did a good job. And the police department is saying that they only gave up a fraction of the evidence to the grand jury when they indicted this guy. So basically, Rod, what happened is that this guy got off because of political connections. So what what happened in this case is that the uh, the. the the uh, district attorney um, is connected to the Obamas here. Mm-hmm. And she decided she's the one who the, the police department didn't even know they were dropping these charges. They found out when we all found out on the news. So this is not a case of them doing uh, bad investigations or not having enough evidence or anything like that. This is a case of the district attorney's office saying we are going to drop this case. Purely political. Yeah, this mm. that's what happened here. So, so it came from above. Yeah, and they decided they this were, was they beyond were a warrant. They didn't just go get a warrant. They took it to the grand jury. Yeah, and they indicted him. On they found 16, probable cause. Sixteen counts. Sixteen they found counts. Probable cause. A grand jury. A grand jury looked at this a fraction of the evidence. And here's the thing that you guys have to realize about this. He forfeited the money that he put up for his bills, only 10 grand. But the district attorney said, well, we're going to let him go because he did community service when he was 16. And then he's also going to give up the 10 grand. And I'm going to ask you this. If, if someone arrested you and put you through all this stuff and they were wrong and they were dead wrong, would you let them keep even a penny? No, I want, I want my money back. Yeah. So he knows we everyone knows oh. here. There's no one contesting here that this guy did this thing. He did this thing. He paid those brothers 
he he framed up this whole thing. He lied. But because he has political connections, they decided they're not going to let this go any further. They did not even let the mayor or the police department know that they were going to drop this case. And on top of that, he they sealed everything. So all of the evidence that the that the cops gathered gone forever. Now, does that completely undermine any other indictment that that grand jury came down with nothing else can ever come out about this all the no 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 no. i'm talking about any other person that's been indicted by that grand jury because that da has the power just to make it all go away what about anybody else at that same session of the grand jury if they came down with any other indictments on any other cases they heard um, that's a good, that's a good out. point. I don't know about that. What, what they did, this was a special deal that they made for this guy to make this go away. It, it undermines the point of a grand jury. Yeah. It and, undermines the whole process. Yeah. Well, it undermines a lot of things, but think yeah. about this. If you, let's say you were Jesse Smollett and some dudes actually attacked you. And then the police came out and said, no, you faked it all. And we're going to charge you. And you were truly 100% innocent. Wouldn't you want to have your day in court about that? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want you that? You would have everybody that would want to represent you. You would have, yeah. you would have the best but of that's the not best what that happened wanted here. to represent that's, you. That's not what happened here. There's evidence of the district attorney talking to uh, Michelle Obama's um, chief of staff and saying that I'm going to do something about this. And then that That's, same district attorney, she recused herself from the case, but she is the one who signed off on all this being dropped. So if you look at the news right now, the police, the, the, the police superintendent, they're all like, what the hell happened? We did our job. We worked hard. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent for them to go into this thing. Yeah. Found a ton of evidence. And now it's all sealed up and no one will ever see it. And we have no clue what happened. Well, it just it it undermines the entire process because an indictment is that means that the next stop is superior court. This is happening. Yeah. And this if, is if, what if we're the doing. cops did something wrong, someone would be out there saying, oh, the cops did something wrong. That, but no one is saying that. So that's what exactly. I'm trying to tell you. This is a, just a straight up. They're saying that they've never seen anything like this. It, oh, that's oh. just. <laughs> so this made is everybody's jobs difficult in Chicago. You know what it makes me think? It makes me think, what does Jesse Smollett know about the Obamas and other people that we don't know? Well, you you said it before, and, and, and we're talking about being held accountable. See, he's not being held accountable. And when people are held accountable and they they take ownership of something they've done wrong, they're more likely to change. Mm-hmm. But someone that, that, that doesn't take ownership, they're not going to change their behavior because they don't think they've done anything wrong. Yeah, that's the difference. When someone says, yes, I did, you know, even if it's a mistake, like say it's a mistake at work, you've dealt with coworkers that they could, you know, if they say, oh, you're, you're right. I, I messed that up. I should have done this. You know, we're going to work on that. It's probably not going to happen again, what that person did. But the person that denies it, and it's the same thing here with this crime. You deny it, say, no, I never did that. I never, they're not going to change. No, because they, they haven't been held accountable. They're not going to change yeah. at all. Rod, do you think there's actually a chance that this guy did not do this thing? Do you think no, there's some no, kind of... No. Hell, the, okay. the dudes that... First and foremost, the, the guys, the co-conspirators uh, that were with him, they admitted it. They, 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 this is how everything... There's a check happened. from him to those guys. Well, not just that. Hell, the guys that actually did the physical assault on him, they say, yeah, we did it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yes. who, comes, who comes out there and yes. say, hey, I did this. Right. And, yeah, but and he, he said, but he also said that he saw who did it to him, and through the slit, he could tell that it was a white person. Yeah, see, that's the yeah, other thing. It was some Nigerian dudes. Have any one of you ever what, been what, hit by a Nigerian dude? No, what well, time out? These guys okay. are not. They're Nigerian descent. They're Americans. Uh-huh. They were born in America. Their uh-huh. parents are Nigerian. Um, listen, if their parents are Nigerian, okay, and they've I got mean, the Nigerian what, blood up in them. They well, are let's, not let's, so far removed that when they put hands on you, you, yeah. can, you can feel that you just got hit by a, some Mandango. You can feel. Well, that. yeah, these these dudes are built, they're, they're muscular, very built guys. They were very but, muscular. Yeah. yeah. How do you these, not? These guys were going to yeah. attack you. You would be in trouble. I don't care if these guys have on like. If they are covered from head to toe, you're going to know some brothers just beat the crap. Yeah. The accent. If they were saying to you, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> if they were talking to this guy. Now, okay. Granted, like you said, they grew up here or whatever. But you're going to know that a black dude just. just None of these, nothing about these dudes made me think that they were even remotely close to being it's Caucasian. Just like if, it's just like if a dude from the country rolls over you. You're going to know you're like, that dude was country. Like, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way, man. This guy was a hundred percent guilty, but he knows something about the Obamas that the rest of us don't know. What What else bothers me is that a lot of people bought into it and still believe that he was attacked. Yeah, they still. Those no are the same. They people think, believe it now. They're like, "Oh, see, told you, this guy didn't." See, do exactly. It. Those are the same people that think OJ is uh, innocent. Oh my gosh! Oh my now, god! Now, now I, I talked to a close <laughs> friend of mine. I talked to a close, uh, speaking of OJ, I talked to a close friend of mine that was an L.A. police sergeant during that time. And she said, Rod, OJ is guilty, dead to the right. And she's African-American now. Uh, She said, I said, so tell me more about it. She said, man, what happened was it was a perfect storm. He had a hell of a good lawyer. L.A. police detectives screwed it up. They Mm -hmm. lied. And then Mm -hmm. that's when basically... How everything, everything OJ did it, you know. Yeah. Well, and Steve, there I, some evidence issues. Yeah, but I agree with that. OJ was in the nineties, right? But wasn't there some evidence issues in that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. there was. And they lied about the evidence issues. Yeah, but also that cop, what's his name, was um, had like some Mark serious Furman. issues. Mark Furman. Was it Mark? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had some serious issues, but we're not talking oh, yeah. about that here. These guys in Chicago, man, they had records. They have video. Mm-hmm. These dudes took um, yeah. Ubers or something like that, right? Well, what, 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 what happened was he wasn't um, aware that the camera angle was different from where he he thought he saw it. That's mm-hmm. why he said, hey, look at that camera right there. You should, guys should be able to see everything on that. And it was the way they had it was positioned differently. Mm-hmm. But And they could clearly see, well, one thing that he, um, uh, uh, Sarge, one thing he didn't uh, take in the fact that Okay, you know what? Uh, with uh, global positioning service with your cell phone is how most law enforcement are able to track people down. Now you gotta you do that triangulation on those cell towers. <laughs> he was right there. You know, this is a different world. You can't well, say yeah, you got so that where they're gonna they're gonna piece them together before and after the incident and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yep. then the, he, I don't, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about all the cameras that are throughout that city, and they mm-hmm. can track them once they know where they're at. You yeah, can, you can, they track, can track somebody from camera to camera unless yeah. for whatever reason they're really 
knew they were being tracked and they got in a vehicle they, they, you know or they changed their appearance or they something like that but they mm-hmm. can track them from point a to point b backwards and forwards from that incident so yeah they yeah. can put them together I can tell you right now if i got framed by the police for something i am not giving up any kind of money and i i would still be there at that press conference talking shit mm-hmm. and he didn't want to give up his cell phone they'll say well hold on we're trying to help you you need to find mm-hmm. out what is this yeah. Uh, give us your cell phone and we'll be able to, that will help us out. No, I don't want you to have it. Look, yeah. can I tell you something? When you see Rahm Emanuel, remember Rahm Emanuel was Obama's mm-hmm. chief of staff? Yeah. When you see Rahm Emanuel come up in front of the microphone and the cameras mad, he's mad of what happened here. Yeah. When you see him mad, that tells you some shit just went down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you have an uncooperative witness, like he wasn't able wanting to give them some certain information, they have some liability. You don't know how much, but they're somewhat responsible for what happened, or they're they're holding something back. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just talk about like this guy attacked me, and then I had to shoot him. Well, you're leaving at the beginning where I went up and attacked him, and I said no, I've had enough, and then he came back and got me. Yeah, you know, they're always yeah. leaving something out. Yeah. Uh, uh, Walt says uh, because Obama's number is there in his phone under honey. I keep asking, by the way, lots of people are saying whenever uh, Rod is on, it's a fun show. Key Askey says, uh, did we ever talk about Rod's five foot bong in the background? OK, let me see. That's a that's a bubble lamp. That's not a bomb. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Don't try to fool us. I was wondering the same thing. I saw. Okay, you guys remember the old school bubble lamps? No. If I don't see the bottom of that thing, it's it's covered by a box. It's a bong. I agree with Kieski. That's a bong. Oh, oh, you see the box? Okay, hold on. Let me show you guys. If you don't believe me. <laughs> now, did you, see... you get that from some Nigerians? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> don't lie. Actually, don't lie. actually I, I, I paid way too much for it. It only worked for a few Is that months. supposed to be like a mood light or something? Is that yes, a romantic taste? Back in, back in the day, I used to, you know, I would invite a young lady over and I would pass some, some uh, slow music playing. And I would have a bubble lamp going. I would set the mood. And, you know. Wow. <laughs> Don't act like you never did that, hey. Um, <laughs> I just went old school, man. Just take the lights off. Oh, you light a candle, so, you, so you didn't have a red light or a blue light in your apartment no. or something? Did I ever have any of that stuff, Lola? What? what? Speaking What's of old school, I was working, the, when I was working nights a month, about two weeks ago. I was driving down this street in a, in a neighboring town because I work at the county and you always cut through the towns. And I looked over and it was like 1230 at night and these people had a downstairs room and the basement door was open. You could see and they had a they had a couple black lights in there. Everything was black. Oh, yeah. We were having a good time. I'm like, this was an still have club. <laughs> like, y'all still have a black light. That is awesome. <laughs> it's an illegal club. Hey, going up. hey I've had a black light, too, man. I mean, black black I. Man. I didn't have, do you know what my move was? Here's my move on Lola. When I met Lola, she was in college. My okay. move was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I would go. I would go cook Lola food. I was like, "Oh, she's in college. Food." You didn't, you didn't turn the lights on. That was it. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, you didn't. You didn't. You mean to tell me you didn't turn some 
some Keith Sweat on or some Isley Brothers. Of course. And yes. have a, yeah. hey, okay. Music. music. You're acting like we food, don't know what we're talking about. Like I did some cooking, there was some music involved or whatever. Yeah. There wasn't yeah. a, like a light situation going on. Just, you know, I didn't have, like, I just hey, took the hey, lights we, off. We call it the double F. We feed them and freak them. Uh, yeah okay yeah. <laughs> yeah that was my last time cooking that was my trick well it was always steak. yeah i remember you used to cook what happened to that yeah yeah those I, were the I, old I, days never hey heard. that's how do you think i learned how to cook you know women love coming over to the house and I, you know I, i'll never forget uh remember that super bowl and i learned a big lesson on this the Super Bowl where uh, the Giants were playing the Buffalo Bills and the guy missed the uh, the kick for the Buffalo Bills, Scott Norwood, at the end of the Super Bowl. And he It was wide left or something like that. He lost me at Super Bowl. I don't know anything. Okay, Sarge, you remember that game? Which, which one was it? It was the one where... It was what the year first, was this? <laughs> uh, this is like in the early 90s. It was the first oh. year that the Buffalo Bills lost in the Super Bowl out of the four times that they went. Oh, uh, oh. I don't know whether I watched that or not. Okay, so this was my first. I had a young lady come over. This was my first time ever frying chicken. Okay, oh <laughs> you know I I I, I uh, seasoned it. I um, <laughs> well, actually, you know what? The chicken was first of all was frozen. So I said, <laughs> you, so, so I called myself throwing it, throwing it out a little bit, oh and boy. I I seasoned it, and I put some flour on it, and I put it in. And I'm like, for about five minutes later, I'm like, oh man, it looks it looks uh fried chicken is not a good move, man. Pasta, <laughs> pasta related dishes. What's wrong hey, with you? Hey, did you just hear me? This is my first time cooking. <laughs> so so I took the, the fried chicken out on the outside, it looked nice and crispy brown. She took a bite of that chicken and it was still bleeding. Oh. <laughs> I was so freaking embarrassed. Yeah. So what Apple I did was says he thinks it's ninety three. That's ninety three. <laughs> so uh, what I did was I went and um, I threw the chicken away, and I went up to the uh, the Chinese restaurant and got some Mongolian beef. I never forget this Mongolian beef. Brought it back, and then you know did everything you, did, was. Did fine. you still? Did you still get some skins? That's all. The uh, uh, of course I did. Oh. I had a then, I had a I had a hundred percent hit ratio. Oh, there's something. <laughs> There's something wrong with her. Then, <laughs> hey, I had a I had a fish tank in my room, a little small fish tank that had a black light in it. You know, you come in, you're playing some nice slow music. You know, I mean, everything, the mood is right. You know, man, hey, trust me, I can set the mood. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the good old days, the good old days, the good old days. You know, I'm too old to do that now. I mean, I just hey, just just come on over, but. Yeah, back in the day, man. I, used I don't to think it's that easy anymore. I think that people now yeah. you can't you can't just be romantic and listen to nah. some music and it's on you know now you've got to show up in a Rolls Royce and yeah. roll out the red yeah. carpet and you know take them on your private jet and all kinds of crazy bullshit. They, they want to go to Fogo the Chow on the first night, you know, no. the first date. I'm like, you're spending a hundred and fifty dollars. No. Like, Dating, dating sucks now. I'm gonna tell yeah. you this now. You guys, all you had to do was light some incense. Yeah, that's romantic. I got some incense in the room in there. <laughs> Sarge, you look like you uh, you don't have anything to say. It reminds me of the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> Those days are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're long gone, but that's okay. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> 
I, I feel sorry for my kids sometimes, man, because they they you know they I'm sure our kids felt that way about uh, our parents felt that yeah. way about us, right? I mean, yeah, like my parents would t- you know my parents did real romantic stuff back in the days. You know, they would oh, sing, yeah. they would sing to each other. Yeah, dance in the living room. You know, <laughs> my, my wife would laugh me out of the room if I started singing to her. <laughs> but that's what people like. Did you hit your head? Are you okay? But what sorry, is wrong? What did you do wrong? Talk to your <laughs> yeah. parents, though. I bet you that's how it went down back in the parents' yeah. days, right? Like, did you just oh, buy yeah. a gun? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Tell me yeah. about it. <laughs> She's checking the bank account right now. I'm, I'm, I'm canceling all charges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, you know, I, I think that, like, back in the days, it was just, you know. It was simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's more, more, more romantic. You could go for a walk somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you know that was courtship. <laughs> hey, people would actually dance in the club. You know. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, you know. Now, you know, everybody's on the dudes cell phone. Dudes have to be able to dance. You know. You know, you go on a date now. You look at people; they're on their cell phones. They they they're barely talking to each other. Yeah. You know. My my, uh, my dad actually could dance and all that. I was like, Dad, I'm a bad boy. Bad boys just lean up on the wall. That's it. <laughs> you know, and he would just laugh at me or whatever. I don't think, I don't think, you know, you <laughs> should not really be able to dance, but that's what you used to. If you look at the, remember the, the a lot of movies from a long time ago were musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, people actually sung to each other and, and did all that kind of craziness, you know. You, you wrote a poem, you know. Remember that? Have you ever tried to write a poem? Oh, Check. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I I used to when when I was in college, man. I had a girlfriend back home, man. I would um, <laughs> I would write her letters and stuff, and you know, and I would spray the uh, the letter with some cologne at the end, you know. So, and she'd do the same for me. I you know I couldn't wait. I could. I was living in the dorm. I couldn't wait to get you know the mail call from the um. The dorm resident and mm-hmm. Rod, you got some some mail and you smell it and like oh I, I remember one time this girl I was dating she sent some some panties you know in, in the uh, the mail to me and all, I had them all in my my dorm room and everything and all the guys oh man look at you you got some panties some lace panties you know? no one knows that Rod sprayed the perfume and sent those panties himself. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know how that really went down. <laughs> Trying to okay, listen, we got to wrap it up. We're over the nine o'clock hour. We're over the nine o'clock hour. Hey, sorry, sorry. This, this, this is normal for us to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you came in on a wild one here. You came in on. A yeah. Wild one. Um, I'm gonna let these guys wrap up. I, I'm gonna remind you guys about this again. But tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time is when we're actually doing the show. Tomorrow we're going a little early because we have Jim Fuller is coming on and he's coming in a little early because he's uh you know he's in in uh, nevada so there's like a time difference and all that kind of stuff so um tomorrow if you can tune in i know that everyone's probably going to still be at work and stuff but it's going to be kind of a big show you can watch it after if you can't make it but it's going to be 5 p.m eastern jim fuller it's going to be an interesting conversation so, all right. Uh, uh, let's see. Who am I going to start with? Sarge, what's going on with you, man? How can the people out there follow you? Uh, well, one thing you could do is uh, I'm putting up the link in the side chat for my live stream tomorrow night. I come on. Well, I normally come on if I'm on Thursday nights right after you, but mm-hmm. I'll be on tomorrow night at nine on my channel. 
and they can check me out in, in on YouTube. Just type in uh, youtube.com slash C4 defense one, or just look up C4 defense. I'll come up in a YouTube okay. search, but okay. yeah, if you guys can help me out, maybe give me a sub or two. I'm trying to put out some, uh, some decent content I was looking for suggestions. We do weekly live streams. I uh, went to shot show. I'm getting ready to go to Wanamaker here in two weeks that the world's largest gun show. I've only heard about it. So I'm going to see it yeah, for myself okay. here in two weeks. Okay. Badass. And uh, the other thing is, if I could do it, I'm almost at my goal on my patch thing. If uh, anybody wants to buy a cool patch, I'm going to get them on the way pretty soon and some decals. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm I excited. Put I put a link to that in the description of this video for anyone oh. who's looking at this later. Excellent. Yeah. And I appreciate the invite and I apologize for being late. Must have been oh, a no, miscommunication cool. on my All part. Right. No, it's cool. Absolutely cool. Um, my responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> telling you that toxic masculinity. Yep. <laughs> That's a pretty good thing. It's awesome. Um, please, seriously, folks out there, go check out Sarge from C4 Defense. Subscribe to him. All that kind of cool stuff. We would appreciate that here. So please do it. Okay, Rod Mills, what do you how can people follow you out there and get uh, more of the crazy? You can go to uh Scorcher Firearms Training uh on YouTube. Uh, and you can uh, like me there. You can like me on uh, Facebook, uh, Rod Mills. If you if you do send me a friend request on Facebook, please, or you can go to Score Shirt Firearms Training on Facebook. Uh, just let me know that, hey, I saw you on Hank's. Uh, I get a lot of weird uh, friend requests, and, you know, I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me. I, you get weird friend requests, right? After, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't yeah. show people Gorn, by the way. So as we're wrapping up here, I'm going to just throw up a little bit of Gorn. Go ahead, Rod. Okay. And, and uh, also in the future, uh, next month, uh, no, actually in May, uh, tune in to uh, American Gun Chick. Uh, uh, she's coming down here to Jacksonville and uh I'm going to help them out on a, uh, we're going to do a little collaboration type thing. So, uh, you know, if you guys get a chance, go to American Gun Chick on uh, uh, Facebook or uh, YouTube and uh, friend her on there. And we'll be doing something pretty soon in there. And there's a possibility that we might be doing a collaboration with uh, her and Coleon Noir. We're trying to work out things and uh, also possibly with uh, her and uh, Taryn Tactical. So, uh, you know, shout out to American Gun Chick and um, and Joe, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. I see that for American Gun Chick, you can really go out of your way and do a bunch of stuff, but you know, uh, I don't see you arranging nothing for Hank Strange, but I mean, I guess I don't have what American Gun Chick has, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, he just straight said it right there. <laughs> don't think I'm going to let you get away with that. <laughs> By the way, this is like a little, I don't even have the magazine, but this is a little 22. Little oh, 22 wow. AR pistol that I've got here with a, with a polymer KES stock. Very rare. Oh. This is probably the only one out there. Oh, wow. Heads. So, uh, and it's an SBR, yes, indeed. 22. Oh, okay. I took off the handguard. That's why you guys don't see it here. And this is the uh, Liberty Suppressors vector that's up on it. So I'm going to be doing I, I was going to say, man, that's probably going to burn your hand if you try to hold that. No, no, no. I'm going to put, I have a handguard for it. I think I have a carbon fiber handguard. I just took it off because I'm oh. like, messing around with it. So I figured that's the Gorn. I'll that, show the people out there. That is going to be cool. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I've, I've done some stuff with it before, but not in the in this particular configuration. So, OK, you guys need to check out Sarge from C4 Defense. Check out Rod Mills and uh, all the cool stuff he's up to with American Gun Chick. I'm not jealous at all. Just a little just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, we will be back tomorrow, like I said, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to have Jim Fuller. We'll be here having a conversation. If you guys can join us, please do. If not, we will see you. Later. We are out of Later. here. Peace.